Nelson and Connor Listoka here. This is uh, another edition of 372 Pages We'll Never Get Back. This is the podcast where we talk about books that we do not intend to like. Let's put it that way, right? Is that what we've landed on? That's what we've um, landed on, yes. That's what yeah. we've focus groups. We've paid some high-priced consultants to arrive at that description of the podcast. Two those guys are... Man, those are pricey. Uh, I had a friend who, uh, he ran a company, I don't want to say what it was, but he would have the consultants in and they would say, uh, they would, uh, pay them tons and tons of money to go in four years, the color blue will be very popular. (laughs) He he would go, what? And then we go, how much should we just pay those people? Other people, his, his underlings would be like, uh, I don't know, like $70,000. God. That sounds like something the uh, the big giant guy appears in the doorway in Twin Peaks and says that, like, the color blue will be popular in four <laughs> yes. years. The gum you like will come back and stop. What does it mean? <laughs> oh, so anyway, yes, we paid consultants, and that's what we landed on. And we're in the middle of a book right now that I'm, you know, it has a lot of amusement in it. Let's just say that. Uh, it is called Caleb's Dream. Caleb's Caleb or Caleb, and it's by Caleb or Caleb Varnery. Yes, and some people are saying it's uh, the the worst book we've covered on the podcast. Some disagree. Mm -hmm. Some say it's the worst book ever written. So the people are coming to oh, so that's the only over here. People are in different corners. (laughs) Worst ever on the podcast. No, how dare you? Worst. Yes. In all of history, it's, all, it's building to a just like the book. Our fans are building to an enormous, you know, multiversal conflict about this. Um, it's building about as slow as the book is building to this conflict as well. Uh, so, let's explain the book and where we are. We did one uh, kind of a, I'd call it an epic episode, a very mm-hmm. special episode last uh, last week a couple weeks it was yes we got an email about it just to compare it to the other one it was the longest episode ever let me just see what they said um okay i think this was from brother this is real fanfic okay michael wrote in it was (laughs) at about two hours and 54 minutes it was the longest episode to date eclipsing the previous longest episode which was the last episode of digital fortress episode 77 which was uh, two hours, 36 minutes, and 51 seconds. So it wow. was 17 and a half minutes longer than that. I don't know how much, probably that much to say about the final episode of Digital Fortress. I guess there was a lot of anagrams to unpack or something. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but this one is, I don't know, it's a little like uh, World War One trench warfare where you advance maybe 10 yards every month. It's very hard to, because everything in it is like, okay, this is, I have to mark this down. I can't, right? It's like every single thing. It's among the slowest reads that we've, we've, we've done on the podcast because everything is chock full of either insanity or uh, details that you don't know if they're important later. And this also introduces a unique uh, thing. I think in any of our books where, Multiple times in this reading, in this 18,000 word reading, the, the narrator will change without it telling you and you'll read paragraphs in that narrator's voice without realizing that it is now a new first person narrator. That is Dude. a that is problematic. <laughs> that that uh, causes issues, I will say, but we'll we'll get to those. So yes. uh, do you want to run the plot down for everyone? Yeah. So we have our, our main character and most of the time our first person narrator, Caleb Caleb who is also Master Whitebow, 
since five years old, he has been the master of some sort of council of other um, high-level beings, uh, among whom are Fireball and uh, three other people on the council. Fireball is married to a woman named Sylvia Ball. <laughs> I was going to say the balls, please. <laughs> that doesn't seem to have... I don't know if she comes up again, but that, that would seem important. He, and Fireball has all... I mean, sorry. White Bow has started high school, uh, met a girl at the party the weekend before high school, and her name was Hope. He has then steered her, her away to Teliquia in, we believe, in Mexico. They have got married or prepared to get married. They're 15 and uh, have spent the rest of the time there in Mexico where they've entertained guests who play the flute. They've been shopping for quill pens. They've had omelets that uh, take them hours to consume and uh, various other meals, including uh, meats, ever-present hunks of pork. And there is, throughout all this time, a war with a demon dimension brewing led by the demon Slayer, who has, uh, you know, attacked them already, um, causing injury to Hope. And that was when he, our hero took her down to Taliquid to, for safekeeping. Right. And um, the ever-present hunk of pork is in his mouth. In his mouth, yes. He revealed um, that on page 44. Uh, he, yes, he's uh, got three more years of school. Of there's high a, school. There's some time issues here that we'll get to that I, I could not figure out the, the timeline here. Well, yeah, it, it gets right into that with the in the book. Um, but it, for, needless to say, a lot has happened. They're trying to build a new castle, I think. There's some castle. That it's unclear where that is, and at least in my mind. Maybe somebody else has an idea of where that. I don't know where it is. I mean, I know the name yeah. of it, but I don't know. Like physically, I can't. It's it's very hard to keep track of. But I the one thing you left out, keep in mind, the war that is upcoming is on a very tight schedule. They know when it will start, and they know when it will end, which is, I mean, that's got to be a huge advantage when you're going into a war, because, you know, like, I've, I've read a lot about World War One. They really didn't know, you know, right. like, wow, this war, we've, you know, like, Churchill was part of the, as a young Churchill, is like, this is going to be, this is going to rock, the world is going to change, it'll never be the same. This war is kind of like, look, we're, I'm going to fit it in. It was supposed to be three years. It's now three months. It's upcoming, right? Sure, and that sounds like a, a positive development. And then their castle will be finished when the war ends. Okay. That's when it's scheduled, I believe. So, yeah, the contractors are doing some you know, yeah. defense uh, stuff on the side, and yeah. so they'll, they'll fit yeah. them in once that's done. Sure. Yeah, right. I, th I think that's a good thing. I think that, you know, not knowing how long a war would last is sort of like the purgatory. You're not sure what's going to happen. If they're like, it's over in three months, you're like, well, you know, yeah, win or okay. lose, I can I can get through that. That's, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe in three months, demons roll the universe and we're their slaves. But, uh, hey, at least I don't know. I'm not uncertain, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the future is... Uh, well, we'll get to that. There's future stuff. Anyway, so yes. <laughs> so here, here's where he, this chapter is called the Realm of Eris, E R I S, and it very, very quickly is referred to as the. Uh, they are going to return to the Realm of Iris, E I R I S, yes. in the first sentence of the chapter. So uncertainty abounds. <laughs> and they also say that this is the. It's, all this has occurred in one single month, and he says the first month of summer vacation. So as we cite in the summary, this is a, uh, the book started on the first, the weekend before the first day of school, and now it's the first month of summer vacation. Well, which, how long were Iris and Isis 
at their place just hanging around. That was just like a long weekend, wasn't it? I believe so, yes. Yes, um, and, the, and the parents, the, his actual like earth parents, because there's some sort of, it's another realm, I guess, kind of mm-hmm. sort of on the side. It's sort of off to the side of, of our own realm. I don't know. Anyway, he, he goes, his, he does live in a house. Like, I think he lives in an attic with his older brother. Correct. But Except he, ha- he also I, lives in a pyramid. In a pyramid in Taliquia. Okay. So. Where he has also spirited hope down to. So yes. what, what we are led to believe is that an entire school year has happened while they've been down here. Yes. So, like, Hope's parents have, you know, they're probably at a stage where, like, one of them is like, I guess we should clean out her room. I mean, she's she's clearly dead and not coming back. And the other one is like... You're saying that about our daughter. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like, like one is distraught. scheduling the funeral and the other is like, yes, don't you dare, don't you dare. I hold out hope for hope. They've gone through uh, all the stages of grief, um, but, you know, they're just down there having omelets and, um, you know, spiriting off to the farmer's market on the weekends without even writing home. How does he get the omelet past that ever-present bit of pork? That's, the, well, all right. Anyway, let me let me hit you with just to let you know what we're up against. This is the opening sentence of the realm of Eris, which takes place in Eiris. Uh, now, having fought Slayer, comma began building of Zionryphonis, the messenger, arrival of the plans for this castle, comma and with the many days of peace now behind them, comma. The master and mistress will return to the realm of Eiris. This is in the chapter titled "The Realm of Iris." So it's, it, it's like watching a uh, you know a, a gymnast do like you know the most clumsy routine you've seen, and then somehow fail to stick the landing by misspelling the name of the chapter in the final word of the sentence. Uh, I I don't know what that. Do you have any idea what that means? So let's be, if we break it down now. Having fought Slayer, Slayer is the demon. Okay, um, now he's who, not capitalized, so not he's, not all, he's a Slayer. He's just one of many <laughs> Slayers. Okay, began building of Zanrifanus, which is I think they're um, that's the castle they're building for uh, Iris and Isis's son. Maybe that's going to be oh. like a stronghold against the demon army. Okay, that's the one on the island, perhaps. Okay, they, that's the one that Ney is building. N e y. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Ney. He didn't make the, a strong impression. No, Ney no. is the he's the contractor. He's the one. Like, okay, okay. He's always well, you know just just eating a sandwich and coming out with the plans like, oh, you got to stop by. Not great. So well, you have a sandwich. I can relate to that. <laughs> we're, uh, uh, but, we're just putting up the uh, tuck pointing on this thing, and um, and I think you know we're pretty good to go. I think that's Ney. Uh, I've got to go pick up some more Egyptians to take care of this pyramid for you, but uh, I'll be back with a truckload in a minute. Yeah, don't worry, I'm paying. Don't worry. Um, yeah, and then, so the messenger, I don't know what that meant. That was that was the guy on the horse that brought them the pork, maybe? Oh, the guy who hung, he, he had a full, yeah, he had guy? a full roasted hog. He's the <laughs> messenger? Because there's a messenger later. To, well, all right. Okay. Uh, and plans for this castle... That's his, yeah, so Xanderphonus is separate than his castle in Tequilica. Okay, and the many I'm days of peace... differently every time, just getting ahead of that. With the many days of peace now behind them. So, the peace behind them. Okay. Well, the war is scheduled, I guess. It's okay, on. so it's, the it's schedule coming. is coming. The master and mistress, the two 15-year-olds... Okay, and White Boat, yeah. For their, uh, just starting their summer vacation, will return to the realm of Eiris. 
will and return from where? Is Iris? I thought they were in Iris. The, the last chapter ended with them having a, a, a meal of sun tea, chicken, peppers, drowned in cheese. So, yeah, I don't know where they're returning to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, getting through all of that first sentence, um, it, I was surprised when it said they we bathed, put on our tan clothes, and capes as well as crowns. Has they been, have they been wearing capes and crowns like the cowardly lion when he got his makeover the whole time? <laughs> Like, <laughs> you you skipped over it, but I I had to. I mean, this is there's so many dumb sentences. I've sure, sk- sure. already skipped over a bunch. Sure, we bathe, put on our tan, <laughs> clothes and capes as well as our crowns. But, you know, they go into this great tan booth. Maybe that seems you know they put on their tan. Guy, but maybe a tan in there in the realm of Iris is a thing that you sort of shuffle into. It's like a tight latex suit or something. It's just our tan. <laughs> That's what you wear to, to prevent your skin peeling off when you fly at 6,000 miles an hour. Yes. Um, uh, oh, Grey Torpedo is one of the other on the council. Cause, oh, good call, yes. Yeah, yeah, Grey Torpedo. Uh, <laughs> so, great, they, they're meeting with the whole council in the Grand Council Chambers, uh, where Grey Torpedo and Fireball both are. And they yes. inform them that there are people, members of the council or just other high beings who have traveled to London and committed an unspecified crime and are now um, being held uh, by the like, UK police, I guess. Yes, that is correct. And <laughs> so there's an international scandal here. Yes. And so there's another council called the Lithis. Yes, the Secret Society of Lithis. Yes. And this is where it gets very... He starts a new thing here. I think this is new. I can't recall this being in the last section where stuff is quoted and then in the middle of the quotes he people will say very odd things so this is this is master fireball fireball last name ball mr and mrs sylvia sylvia ball uh, yes sylvia ball yes the nba players lonzo and lamello ball are, are probably their distant cousins i guess uh this is a quote from fireball in this case then my king he paused, and Queen, I will appease such a proposal. It's very odd. I think that that's where uh, Robin Williams, when he was doing Mork from Orc, did that. Like, you know, would read the things that were supposed to be unread. Right. So people the, do yeah, this the, a lot. Hercules, Kevin Sorbo, where he yells, disappointed. Disappointed. Uh, the, the, the stage direction. And, you know, so that was very off-putting the first time you read it. And then it happens again a, a few paragraphs later. It says, you don't know of the Lithus. Master Whitebow was supposed to tell you during your time in the past about them. His hand rested on his chin. Fine, sit, he demanded. I will tell you about the Lithus and their purpose all within, you know, quote marks like that. Uh, yeah, the, the who's talking stuff is maddening. I sure wish not to trouble you, Fireball, but I know not of whom you speak. If you aren't bothered, would you mind telling me as to their history and involvement with the council? He stopped only to stare down at White Eagle. Who who did? I think that's got to be Great Torpedo. <laughs> but that's not who's talking. <laughs> I, I don't know. The carriage return. Do we still call it that? The return key is your friend, right? Just, right. But so so our end quote marks. They they, they do some yes, some nice. They do some heavy lifting. But the, in the, in these two examples we showed, the stage directions are separated by ellipses. 
Um, so there's obviously he, he understands how those work differently than the rest of us. Okay. Yes. He has a different understanding. Uh, uh, and then yeah, there's fine. the long story, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Which is a, a long sort of world building thing that fireball is talking and giving sort of a history of this secret society of Lithus, which involves, yes. you know, the meeting of the Lithus council, King Mandar Toronto. But then he says this, which is delightful. This series of events is described in a book written by Master Whitebow called Of Kings and Masters and Alliance. <laughs> uh, he describes this. Uh, he says, this tells of their meetings, discussions, declarations. Becoming... So he describes an Amazon summary of the book and then says, this book is approximately 200 pages long. <laughs> yes. uh, you, uh, you glossed over the title, though, Of, oh, comma, Kings oh, and sorry. Masters and Alliance. Of. Kings and Masters and Alliance. What's it of? What's it of? Oh, the word's right there. Okay, I got it. Thomas gets some interesting placements in sentences in this sentence. I, if you think that one is good, you've never seen a comma do what one is about to do later in this oh, section. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, but wow. so, so, so Fireball is saying all this, and, and King uh, Master Whitebow is sort of just sitting back being like, yeah, that guy's describing my book. Yeah, you tell him how many pages it's, it is. <laughs> I wonder if he's offended when he says it's approximately 200 pages long. If he's going to, like, you know, talk with Fireball afterwards being like, you tell him exactly how many pages that is next time. This is this is not amateur hour here. I don't want any you know slot dig mid book summaries. I want you. Yeah. Do I have to write out my intro? I thought you had this down, man. When I, when I used to do comedy, people would write out the intro and like you say this exactly as it says. Okay. He has played at Zanies and the Chuckle Hut. Uh, he has opened for. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, oh, by the way, he says they too had wizards, powers, and mythic creatures. And I, I had to do the, there are wizards, but I, I don't know, maybe wizards were described. Uh, but anyway, after that's all over, which is super long and it's like, it's very hard to follow what, where the lithos are and where they, I don't know. Um, then our hero says, thank you, master fireball comma for that little history lesson. He just smiled. We don't know who the he is. <laughs> is it's on the same line? You you don't thank someone for that mishmash. You're like that, it must have been like, oh, um, thank you. Uh, hear it again for fireball there. Thank you. That uh, that happened. Um, <laughs> and then you know, sorry everyone. I even fireballs getting a little. It's the start of a meeting where anyone do anything this weekend? No, I don't know if someone jumps in being like, I actually went uh, to a ceramics class for the first time. And uh, I, let me get it. Let me get what I mean. It's like, oh, wait, no one really wanted this. Oh, God. Everyone's just supposed to say, had a great week. Let's move on with this. We got a lot of battles to fight. Slayers out there somewhere. We got to find out who Manchi is because I still don't really understand that. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, so he. He, they, they sort of break up the meeting, I guess, and get into a, an action scene pretty quickly, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was that was very good. Um, this is a a dumb sentence, but I'll burn it. This was in okay. the uh, this starts, I think, the action scene. I, I think yeah. I flashed my teeth, which is proper noun, and to both my amazement and anger, she did the same back, comma. Briefly, I seen the sign of all demons. The flame deep in her eye, comma, she wasn't White Eagle, comma, it was a demon. <laughs> and that's how the, 
the action scene starts. Four, 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 uh, four commas, and then a uh, exclamation. Yeah, along with a capital T teeth. And the sentence before that, he's confused because something about her scent threw me off. Comma, I suddenly couldn't smell her sweet scent anymore. Four period ellipses, capital. What? <laughs> the tarot bang, you know, question mark. Yes. <laughs> so that's a, a nice use of the uh, the question mark, exclamation mark. Uh, and so he realizes that somehow uh, Hope slash White Eagle, his future wife or wife, has been taken over by a demon. And it, mm-hmm. we get this, this free now, you know, the question of is everything all right, man, is omnipresent in this. But this at this point, more than anything, I had... Uh, I lunged, sinking my teeth into the demon's neck. The blood burned my face, repelling me. I had managed to drink only a small bit. Thus, my eyes became of the darkest black ever known. I kissed the female demon, sucking all her breath from her, only to bury my fist into her ribs, collapsing one of her lungs, now unable to breath. I took my sword from its sheath on my back and slowly inserted it into her mouth. Thus, I shoved it downward into her stomach, I, with tremendous force, ripped it from her stomach, cutting her head and down to her torso in half. Ah, uh, you all right, it's a nice man? Little window into <laughs> into into what we've got going on here. See, for the most part, you forget that he is a vampire, and they've drank in each other's blood many times throughout this book because he's mostly just focused on um, enchiladas and um, and eggs. But, uh, you know, he, he does do some, some scenes of unimaginable violence that culminate in, in drinking gallons of blood to sate his bloodlust. You forget about that because of all the other, like, the, the flying, the flight suit, the spikes that shoot out, the spinning, the <laughs> turning into a panther, the knuckle knives. All of that, like, Girl, distracts right. you from the fact that he's a vampire, too. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 15 and lives in his parents' attic. Yeah, but he is um, relatively generous by taking people out to dinner and stuff. So, you you, you know, you overlook things true. like that. I'll pay. Uh, the demon, here's, uh, there's the ever-present pork. I just want to remind you of that before this. Sure. The As demon heads off. Yes. He's like, whoa, whoa. Cleaved her right down to her. The demon took the form of White Eagle the entire time. So, now my hands shook without end. And my heart raced. Tears fell down to the ground with a greater, with a force greater than normal. So Was just stream crying. He's so now chewing on pork and his hands shaking forever without end. So just from now we have this guy who drinks blood, spikes out of his middle, flight suit, puts on a tan, uh, pork shaking. So just at all got- times. It's like, uh, you know, in, in Computer Science 101, when you, you accidentally get your code into an infinite loop. That's what he has t- done here. He's, he's the omnipresent poor conk, and now his hands are shaking without end. He needs to, he needs to put some ends to these, to these moments. <laughs> By the end, they're going to be stacking up. Uh, so she, now his uh, 15-year-old, possibly future wife, possible wife, uh, approaches and says, What's wrong? Uh, period, hard stop. She asked so unintelligently, comma, without viewing her surroundings. Oh, who did you fight? Her question was simple to answer. And then the the answer's not so simple. But anyway, what an ass. What a yeah. dick. Sick burns, even though he's still shaking from this encounter. I don't know. What's wrong? <sighs> Ugh. 
uh, 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 what's wrong? What do you think is wrong? That that just seemed mean in the middle of all that. It's as, quite especially mean, as his again, tears are falling to like with greater force than normal. Yeah, do you not see these tears falling with greater force than normal? Like they're like flashing <laughs> back up off the concrete of Tatiliko's pyramid. I will say though that like when he's not critiquing her question answering, he does um, not focus on her like not having brushed her hair or mm-hmm. like you know her like you know not having washed her face, which are other things when she enters a room. He is. Um, He's either like in love with her and you know all that, or he's just like, uh, might be nice of you to put on makeup before you join us. Hope. Yeah, not don't put your hair. What is it? He doesn't like it up or whatever. He detests oh, right. it. It loathes. But yeah, he 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 describes to her what happens. He says, "I was crying ever harder now." So he was crying like up here now, and now he's crying way up here. Um, but he says, "I took." The stupid sword. My sword, I slammed it into the ground. It rang as it made contact. Five period ellipses. Death befell you through me. T-H-R-E-W. Yeah, something through him. Yeah, the sword, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, But they make up up pretty quickly here. And they get to a uh, love scene, kind of. And this is where it gets very unsettling because the book is very slightly ever so increasingly and getting hornier and if this guy really ever decides to go for it we're in a lot of trouble yeah we're we didn't world, we're for a world of hurt here <laughs> uh full disclosure did not look ahead to see if there's uh the, <laughs> the, the master type stuff coming up we don't know so yeah speaking of that i wrote said is this more or less erotic than anything in the mister uh, let me just read you this little scene i leaned into her pushing her onto the ground without pause, began to kiss her numerous times, once or twice on her cheeks, then slowly against her lips. Quickly, the tip of my nose glided down to her neck, about center. I let my right cheek glide against down to her shoulder. Her scent slowed my advance. It was so sweet, even more concentrated B.O. to the adrenaline, due to the adrenaline coursing through her. The enchantment of her scent broke, and then I swiftly came to meet her gaze. So this is about as far along as they ever get in one of these um, love scenes. Yeah, I think there's... Very fortunately. There's, by the way, there's one time, I think, where he spells do correctly in this whole reading. (laughs) The other times it's D-O, do to. Um, But he, right before you, the thing you just read, he says this, and I, I just like, oh, man, you shouldn't attempt stuff like this. My hands came up grasping her face within their confines. Like, yeah, just don't, just leave that stuff for someone who knows how to use words. Yeah, uh, not grasping her face in the, the area that it doesn't fill, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, here's 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 another, um, this is two aliens falling in love. Oh, yes. this. These, are, these are two 15-year-olds. I, I told you, see, I told you that you loved me. Her voice only enhanced the experience of this whole event. I can also gather from your slow advanced, you love me as well. I smiled, pressing against her side. Um, I would have to say yes to such a well-placed statement. Yes. Not passing the Turing test. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would be worse if they were talking like actual 15-year-olds. They're like, you know, I love you, you know, bussin' for real, no cap. Uh, Could be what they were talking about. That would be just as hard to read, like, if they're talking in text speak. Um, so, okay. So then they, 
Oh, he took one more lengthy kiss, by the way. So a little okay, bit, good. a little bit more horniness. <laughs> it's getting up there. Uh, okay, so all of this takes place in the. So he kills the demon after the council tells him to go to London and rescue these guys from, I assume, just some bobbies. You know, like what's all this then? <laughs> They're in the Tower of London. Yes, yeah, got your council hanging about here. Get rid of him. So in the. <laughs> So with all of this going on, then he has a vision and yes. we get some new names. And one of them is, uh, they were, it was on the fields of J ear, J I comma I R. They were in the province yeah. of Archer here in Tetelikwa. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm making no attempt. I'm done. Yeah. Stop adding stuff on here just stop I mean, it I mean, this would be the, the one book that would benefit from this kind of map and we know this must be a map guy he must be you know yes you know doing warhammer layouts or whatever and so it's unforgivable that he didn't provide us with one it's insane just making up new fields and making us pronounce these un... <laughs> is that there what it takes uh... away from fantasy is like make stuff unpronounceable and then people will be happy when they read it is that his takeaway <laughs> I, I mean, I, you have to imagine so. And then occasionally change it, change how things are pronounced unpronounceably. Yes. Uh, we do get the, uh, I like that one of the, uh, some of the demon generals are from a castle woe, castle W-O-E. Um, and uh, he, he observes once again that the uh, army of demons would be in the hundreds of thousands or maybe even the hundreds of millions. He's yes. uncertain about this, which yes. is like, so is it like the number of, you know, population of the U.S., or is it just the amount of people that attended, like, Woodstock or Coachella last year? Uh, yes, and that's in his dreams. I loved that. That was that made me happy. That uh, <laughs> Maybe even the hundreds of millions. So, is that a thing you can mistake? I, I don't know, I guess. You know how crowd counting is so unreliable? Oh, uh, sure. Like, yes, how many exactly. people showed up to the Capitol for this protest? I don't know. <laughs> A hundred thousand? Oh, another guy says two million, you know. <laughs> uh, but it does seem like it would impact your strategy as, you know, the leader of this council-based general is like, are there going to be hundreds of millions or hundreds of thousands? Because, like, mm -hmm. uh, it's <laughs> we're going to have to lose a lot more swords if it's going to be hundreds of millions. But then he meets with, is this in the vision? Does, when he meets with Slayer about the rules of the battle, like the rules of engagement here? Yes, this is in the vision still, Manchi. Okay. Very confusing because he goes up. So Slayer, uh, General Slayer, mm -hmm. who's the, I think is the same as Slayer, right? I just didn't know he had a title. He's General okay, Slayer. Yeah. Sure. That's uh, so Slayer handed him a, a document. And then someone else says, because it's not Slayer, it's unattributed. Someone else says, White Bow, General Slayer and his advisor, Manchi, have declared two rules. So it's not Manchi saying it, and it's not General Slayer. Okay. So some other person is telling him after the general hands him the papers and is like, points over to one of the guy in the line, like, oh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, Wipo, General Slayer, and his advisor, Manchi, who are standing there with their arms crossed, I guess. Like, I'm not going to say this. And then he has the two rules, which are, mm -hmm. you know, Patrick Swayze rules, right? Be nice. The first is that no modern weapon may be used in this battle unless it be a knife or sword. Okay. So those are modern weapons, I guess. Right. That's, that's what they yeah, use. If you, 
if you bought a you know forged forged sword from a, a modern blacksmith, I guess that's not the same as okay. uh, an, an ancient one. Uh, so, so this no is all guns. on the paper, but it's nice of him to explain it. And the second is prisoners of war, if captured, belong to their captor's side. If you want them back, then one general or sergeant from each army must fight to the death. It's all in the. It's all right here in the document that the general just handed to you. We've got it. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, he's also probably emailed it for redundancy. Um, he has so he's, considered the environment before printing this email. So he's standing there with it, our hero, and like he's holding it up to the general who's not looking at it. Like, you, is this? Did you sign off on this? Is this? You're good with this? Is this? Good? And he's yeah. like. Just I mean, like, just hearing it out loud helps. So yeah, I mean, I'm good with that. Can you go back to rule one? I was sort of. <laughs> no, but then he, then he. So this is the. That's the document. Those are the two rules in the document. Yes. And then the, yeah. then then we get this immediately after. I have one more rule. I heard myself say, still in the quotes, <laughs> which is very. So that's Kleinian right there. Yeah. Um, and his rule is, the losing side must help clean up the destruction they caused during the fighting. So unattributed. There's just text that says agreed. That's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> yes, so that's good. That's. That's, you know, you can imagine Ike sitting down with Hitler to be like, okay, like, you know, these are the three rules of here. And the, the, the last is like, you know, the, the dodgeball class in GM. Like, all right, everyone, we're done with this. Everyone help clean up. <laughs> yes. Everyone fold side, up your chair and take it back. To them. But like the losing side must help clean up. You would think it would be like the losing side has to do all the cleanup. Like that's at least some sort of punishment for, you know, entering into this battle, losing. And the, the, right. the winners could just have their feet up. Um, you know, yeah, sipping a like, margarita or something. Yeah, loser pays in court, you know, civil, civil right, court exactly. kind of stuff. Like, you, you're the one <laughs> yeah, who brought this frivolous fees. suit. You pay it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then it says after that, I guess this is still in the vision. So we shook hands once more, uh, which I didn't, I didn't know they had already shaken hands, but whatever. But the, I wonder if the person who shook his hand was like, man, that is, you're a trembling there. You all right, buddy? <laughs> Also, very hard me, to hear those rules the, because yeah. of the park. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he just said there. I think it was something about cleaning up. Like, just go with it. It's very hard to clean up after the. He's he's drooling on the document of your two rules too. Like, the pork is very hard to. We we have hundreds of millions of men here. I don't think we need to worry about this guy. <laughs> Uh, um, but so he's like shaking hands with Slayer in between the trembling. Like Slayer attacked them at a hospital, right? He—that's why she yes. was in the hospital. Yes. And Slayer is Slayer threw possessed. a truck at her, right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, you son of a bitch! All right, yes, yeah. Slayer. We know these rules. Like, all right. So, I mean, you want to stick around? Now you got to get back to your planet and you know mobilize that hundred of millions of your fellow demons. <laughs> Anchi, how the hell are you, man? Like you just hear about you, you know. You never, you never. It's good to see a face to face. Um. So then he, they stay overnight at the council place, right? There's a yeah, lot of that, stuff about their lodging, which is very confusing. They have yeah, a lot I was of confused. <laughs> I was confused because it says I, I, you know, I get out of bed. I looked over ten feet to Hope's bed. So it's like they're doing like Lucy and Desi. They're sleeping in separate beds, but then I realized it was. At the council, I don't know if that's how they sleep at the other thing, but, you know. Uh, he says some just... cryptic things about their marriage rules. I think he, they don't get to. Okay. 
uh, you know, rules that they the don't three, get to consummate. Rule, the, uh, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think that the his reluctance to push the horniness any further is later revealed that it's due to his strict adherence. Like we're not. I don't. I don't know why they're not actually married yet. I thought they were. Um, she is mistress, but I guess not. They're. They're. Maybe that's how the book is going to end. Sort of like Twilight, a big marriage oh, ceremony. Oh yes. Why? Why? Do we, <laughs> why do we keep doing this work? Uh, but this is good. <laughs> he is woken up at the, he's staying at the, I don't know, he's staying in the, the guest house of the council. Uh, so out back, you know, like Cato Kalin has a place there, whatever. Sure. And then a servant, yeah, servant comes in with, I guess it turns out to be breakfast, but uh, you servant, what are you doing? It was obvious I just wanted his attention, which is an odd thing to say to a servant. That's all in quotes. Well, I am keeping the fire going, I I interrupted, which is an odd thing for a servant to say. <laughs> Good. Stop right now. Leave. Come back at three this afternoon. Don't ask. Just come up to the council chambers, comma, without stopping, and stand at the base of Master Whitebow's chair. I demanded with a calm voice. I could tell he didn't recognize me. He wasn't even aware as to the room he was in. All in quotes. Yeah. He says that to the person. What? This actually is so, I was so amused by this. And I'm like, I can't wait. What is this ruse? It never comes up again. Sure. No, we do not see the super return. The servant does afternoon. not return uh, and does not stand in front of him at the chambers. That is all wiped away. So what is this? What is happening? Well, right after that, the servant says, what, that quote never ends. And then a new quote begins, won't Master Whitebow be much displeased with my intrusion? Without words, I rose my hand, pointing my finger for him to go. He did just that. R.I.P. Servant, it was good knowing you. I, I wish you came back because you were a pretty cool character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone, I'm sorry. He, that was just the fire. Someone later brings breakfast at a different place. <laughs> I forgot about a servant brings breakfast. This, yeah, and then that's the the major the three hundred chefs preparing food year round. We hear that was in yes. fanfic last last week. Which and then they had their <laughs> breakfast, which consists of eggs, a sourdough bread sandwich, of lettuce, salami, chunks of roast beef, and slow roasted pork glazed with a creamy blue cheese sauce. So, oh, I don't know if he lets that pork mingle with this pork like separate <laughs> sides of your mouth. I, who knows? Uh, very confused here, though. Uh, one spoon of imported vanilla from Mexico was added along with the final ingredient, a drop of fresh honey still containing some of the combs. Imported vanilla from Mexico. I thought they were in Mexico. Yes. Um, what is that? Where, that's where we need the map, man. So I is Eris not in Mexico? Eris might not be within Mexico, which is where I believe Tatilicoy is. God. <laughs> or maybe Eris is in Mexico, but Iris is not in Mexico. Uh. <laughs> well, then Hope makes her entrance and also has some opinions about the breakfast. Yeah. Um, she comes down. Uh, she says, like, sorry about uh, fighting the demon or something. Her voice still raspy from lack of liquid. She kissed me lightly, <laughs> then moved swiftly towards. The... So she's, she's talking like Natasha Leone or something in this morning. Like, yeah. Uh, like... <sighs> from lack of liquid. If only there were another way to say that. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, she kissed me lightly, then moved swiftly toward the large mount of cinnamon rolls on my right. So she like goes like the Tasmanian devil. like He picked one up and then took a huge bite out of it. 
stopped for a second, finished chewing, then yelled for one of the cooks. Uh, so it was a huge bite. So imagine she stopped, chewed it for like 45 seconds to get mm-hmm. it all down, then yelled for a cook. Um, one quickly approached, holding a smile, of which quickly fell. These aren't what I want. You know how I like them. These are stale. Miss, take every one of these and discard these. I want fresh cinnamon rolls. Don't let this happen again, she smiled. <laughs> no, seriously. Just make some better ones, okay? I was just taking advantage of my authority for once. The cook was relived as his smile returned. That was weird. Avoid such oddness in the future. My voice was a bit serious. It's like, I don't know. That was a good point, man. That was kind of weird. Uh, try well, to not do that again. Like, super weird also to call the guy Miss was very strange. <laughs> I mean, maybe he has it on his name tag, like Miss, because it's a guy. The, the cook was relieved as his smile returned. Okay. Um, well, I think these are stale, Miss. Take everyone. That's just an odd thing to do. I think that that's it has ellipses, so I think that's his sort of stage direction in there. Like Miss, she's like, nope, do not interrupt me. I am mistress. Uh, oh, you think he's saying that? He's saying Miss in the middle of her sentence. Yeah, to her. Yes, I think so. I think he's like, be like, Miss, if I could just apologize, my severe apologies, Miss, and don't, don't do this. Don't let this happen again. Take these all away and discard oh, Wait, me. he's calling her his mistress, miss? Is he going to say, like, I... mistress, don't? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't because think so. the I cook think is saying... a man. It says unequivocally the cook is a man yeah. who she calls um... miss. <laughs> all right. And I'll, I'm going to let it go. Ellipses sure. are a thing I do not understand in this book. Yeah, what role they fill in this book is like a secret code. Yes. Uh, and so what they want is a... Brother, a map, I think, of the range that's mountain range that separates Wari Kuyo and Magistra provinces. If I could have drawn, I would have copied this image of which sat before me. And then it says, she says, Bo, your friend Lornan could draw this for you. Oh, yeah, for Lornan. Yeah. Could he paint it, you think? She just answered, yes. We now had reason to invite Lornan from the realm of Iris. From the and realm another- of Iris. So yes. they're not in Iris now. No. That's and why they I have just... to import things from Mexico, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Um, and another reason to, they have to invite Lorden is that he was just mentioned for the first time one sentence before that. He's his um, best Bo's friend, friend Lorden. Yes. His he best. is his best friend. And um, we learn a lot about him later. Um, but first we have to have another side quest here where Sathor... <laughs> Sathor. Who was was mentioned once in a dream in his last chapter. Yes, deep voice Sathor. His voice as deep as ever, yes. Yes. um, Tells him that he wants to bring his Sathor's son, Herzo, to Rolis Tillam. Correct. Um, Camel cased. Rolis Tillam, all one word. Correct. This is how I have it. They go to the council. They yell at a... Uh, a person cinnamon about bon cinnamon bon baker. They agree to go to London to rescue some council members, but Isis and Iris Som, the ones who got heartburn at his who house, played the flute. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Tell him he agreed to take Sathor's son Pervo to the island of Rollis Tillam. So they warp to Pervo's house. Pervo, Pervo, Pervo would be pretty amazing. That sounds like a uh, oh, sorry, Wizzo's evil clown. Pervo the clown, yeah. Pervo. Uh, 
Wait, how come I don't get calls for birthday parties anymore? No one wants to hear my own pervo. <laughs> Wait, in, in this book, that's the thing you're slamming. Please be be true to it. <laughs> so I'm going to call him Pervo. Uh, and take off to the island, which isn't far from where Iris and Isis have an estate. Give us a map. What is, give us a map, please. <laughs> yeah, island realms within other realms, which are part of either Mexico or other parts of South America. <laughs> and occasionally we go to Ohio. Oh, but that's what's happening. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go rescue those guys in London. That's my task. And like, hey, remember you said you were going to, you know, visit my friend. Uh, She she just had a baby and you're going to bring some sheet cake and bring that couch that I said. And he's like, oh, right. Got to do that. Like, and he's doing it in front of the council. The council like, that's cool. Sounds good. Council is like, yeah, these, these people did commit a crime. So they're being, you know. They're having the soles of their feet beaten with canes yes. for, you know, spray painting a car or something like they, they could use I mean, they're prisoners. So you take your time, but like, they're not, they don't have a good time over there. Like, yeah. but, uh, you know, if Perzo needs you to help them, you know, pick up a, uh, yeah. a sleeper couch or something, sure, go help them. Right. Uh, but they, so they use the, um, the warp feather, which is also known as a stone feather to warp yes. to Pervo's house, um, <laughs> which is on an island. Yes. Uh, uh, or the island is four miles from Pervo's house. Um, yes. And this is where we get, they, they go to, they, they, they take a, go to bed or something. They, they sleep, they, they, they work there, but then they have to go to sleep uh, in a tent. Uh, oh, he's bringing a tent along yeah, with him. Yeah, tents come up again, yes. which is very they, puzzling because they warp places. They fly 6,000 miles an hour, right? Yeah. And but he, then they he, trudge he, places. <laughs> A lot. You figure high-level high beings would not to be doing so much trudging, you'd think. Like, that'd be the first thing you'd eliminate from your repertoire. The massive that, cloth I carried with me was from his, from his house. So, yeah, yes. so sometimes it's a cloth and sometimes it's a hide. That it's a big hide out. later. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, can, you, you have unlimited money. You can afford the lightest, you know, ultralight, like, big Agnes tent or something. Yeah. Just do it. They're, they're very, very good these days. But then we get into this scene, which is like something out of a CBS sitcom or something. They go to bed. Under the law and traditions of the council, I and White Eagle were married. So I'm glad that's, but they're not married under like, you know, common law in the church or something. I am sure, I sure am glad I didn't sleep with her that often because she is, well, baking of the space covers and anything I might use while sleeping. When I woke, I lay uncovered and slightly chilled. I quickly grabbed a mass bulk of the covers and pulled with much force in my direction. She rolled out of the mass onto the cold, damp ground. The coldness woke her. Thus, she jumped up to her feet with much haste. What was that for, Kyleb? She was mad, hence the use of my mortal name. So this is doing a, a classic, like, you know, fellas, is your wife ever hogged the blanket? Am I right? Yeah. Oh, man. And her feet are cold, too, when she presses them up against you. <laughs> Oh, he's doing like David Steinberg bits circa 1978. So then I grab a mass bulk of it and I pull it over. I guess she flies off the bed. Now I got a wife on the floor. I got me cold. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, so that's why I'm in the doghouse, fellas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is so odd, especially do you call i quickly grabbed a mass bulk of the covers is that how one describes uh, it's just weird word choice is so weird but that's you know that's obviously a, a a issue that he's you know encountered in real life it's just you know pulling the covers when 
simple, but then the way that she resolves it is uh, she mumbled one last thing before we took our leaves for the caves, they nada. She never told me what that meant, but I learned the language later, so I know now. <laughs> All right. This one I marked. I have three questions on here. He never learned what Donata meant? Like not even in eighth grade Spanish class? Because he's right. a freshman. Well, he's a freshman summer vacationer now. He's going into sophomore year. Right. But he's also lived with a woman who is from Mexico and presumably speaks Spanish quite well for a year now. And why did um, she? Why was that her parting Donata as the, after their fight? That's my other question. Okay. Here's the mind-bending question, though, of, of time. She never told me what that meant, but I learned the language later, so I now know. So, wait, what? <laughs> so, in his own sentence, he's leaping back and forth in time? She never told me, so that's the past, but I learned the language later, that's the future, so I know now, that's the present. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, it's important to to jump ahead in time. If you're going to jump ahead in time in your book, do it for, to let us know that you know what a basic Spanish phrase means. You know, I, don't worry. Footnote: I did take I did pick up Duolingo for like a week or two, so I did learn what "de nada" meant. Okay, yes. back to our story. Wow. Um, and then they so they're going to go because it's so they brought the big tent with them. Uh, I really don't think we should have to walk. Period. I said as we began to make our way further east to the caves, I could call in some eagles to aid us in our travels. You are holding a warp feather, you stupid piece of shit! <laughs> what do you mean? Did you, do they forget? What, do, I don't, what, what does this mean? I mean, you could impose the most basic thing. Well, the warp feather only works once every 24 hours, so we got to use it. But then, but yeah, he says we could call him eagles. He's doing the he classic, why don't the eagles just drive? It's true, he also can fly. The warp feather is <laughs> seemingly quite redundant. <laughs> he could fly 6,000 miles an hour. Ah. So, but what they end up doing is Pervo is able to say, uh, he, I can call in the wildlife here to aid us. And she quickly transformed into a cheetah and thus called six to our aid six animals, a cheetah like himself, a horse, lion, eagle, a gryphon, the small cobra. <laughs> remained in cheetah form and we rode atop the summoned animals. Iris rode the horse, Isis rode the cheetah, white eagle rode the eagle, and I sat atop the gryphon. The small cobra seemed like it was sort of just a, you know, a, for fun, for funsies. Nryphon. Nryphon. He, he makes it, it's not a knife, Nryphon. Which oh, is God. just, he, and he uses, what is a Nryphon? Because later we get a description, we get a description here, sort of, like colors yeah. and stuff. But I still don't know what this is. And a, a it's only Nryphon because there's a Gryphon as well, right? Well, there's a, I mean, a griffin, right? Is a very Well, that's what I assume thing. he's trying to go for, but he's, he spells it. Griffin, Gryphon. I thought it was sort of a lion, like a flying lion, but maybe I'm just completely making that up. Well, yeah, it's different it from mentioned... a griffin, so it's a Nryphon. <laughs> uh, so I preferred, I fought demons, comma, so I preferred a white Nryphon. Thus, in mere seconds, I changed her color. I quickly conjured armor blessed by the wind to protect her. <laughs> the armor covered her head and down her body, leaving only space open. So I guess he's 
He's sexed the Narifon already, I guess. Okay, yep. Leaving only space open for her to move her legs, tail, and neck. The jade color of the armor lined in white was of both beauty and high protection. <laughs> this Narifon I am going to ride into battle against the Bowed, the B-O-W-D. I don't need to explain what that is. As midday approach, we... What? I could not figure out what's going on. I don't know, summoned him a Dryphon, and he was like, I'll ride this one. Then he's like, this Dryphon is dog shit. I am changing every <laughs> single detail about this. He makes the colors different. The body was cold. Uh, he makes it smooth and warm. He puts on battle armor that's been blessed by the wind. So he's like, you know, this. When you summon me a Dryphon, this is what I want the Dryphon to look like. Hey, I got you, and- I got you a Dryphon, huh? Happy? Um... Yeah, I don't... That's great. Yeah, it's great. It's like, yeah, opening a Christmas present, being like, I'll give it 24 hours before I tell him it's not really my cup of tea and I want the gift receipt. <laughs> you Do you remember what B-O-W-D stands for? Brotherhood of... Something demons? Wild demons, brotherhood Wizards and demons, brotherhood It's a funny thing to toss back at us as if there's any way you remember that at this point in time. Then we get into some weird... Some races and things... Okay. Uh, because of the the people who are going to join this battle, which is scheduled, I think it's on the schedule. Just look at your Google schedule sure, uh, yeah, calendar. I'll, I'll clear. I'll clear it out for that. Yeah. Um, according according also the masters shall comma bring an army to battle consisting of Telquin spelled differently now Americans <laughs> Mexicans which I thought Telquins were Mexicans. Spaniards, Egyptians, and Lithies. Lithis. Lithis, yeah. That's a secret society who's now currently imprisoned in the Tower of London. Right. So that's the going to be the army. Yes. Uh, um, and the, and the, the main trouble he, that he describes to us many times is that the only trouble I had, the only country I had trouble in persuading now was Mexico. Mexico. The president said the U.S. would fight to aid me if needed. <laughs> they owed me from one of the past occurrences I had helped him with. So he's president's like, oh, God, that 15-year-old's coming back. We owe that guy. <laughs> um, but he has a lot of trouble persuading the Mexican government, as he will. I, I will bring that up every time he brings it up. So this is, um, I'm sorry, this is a longer quote, but I think the uh, I think you have to hear it to know how, okay. how great this book is. Uh, how exactly will you get that many men from Eiris to Tetelqua, a world they do not know even exists? Her question was one of great concern. Okay, and this is all one quote. His response. Simple, really. And here is why. The Tetelquins are already going to fight along with the White Blades and Lithies. Comma, as for the Iris armies, well, the Egyptians signed a treaty with Nubia and in that treaty, the White Blades may request that the Egyptians go to war for their cause. The Spaniards know of the council due to it having been there since 5000 BC in the town of Utau. The Americans will be harder to persuade as they fight war as we speak. And Mexico is stubborn. America, however, still owed me from one of past occurrences that I helped them with. The president said that the U.S. would fight to aid me if needed. The only country I had trouble in persuading now was Mexico. However, this is about to change. We would find out soon enough. So simple. Simple, really. I don't just... understand what you're... I know it's of great concern to you, but <laughs> to me, it is but the work of a moment. 
any question that starts with simple and then by the uh, second sentence involves Egyptian signing a treaty with Nubia is like you retreat on their superior claim of simplicity. Oh my God. Uh, but, and so he goes on to say like, uh, we've got to get Lornan who he's talking, you know, she says, Lornan, I know of who you speak. He is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, and he can make, uh, he has the gift to make anything out of materials, example, steel. He can make swords by mental picture, clay, ceramics, or glass of sand, so on and so forth. <laughs> I shall bring him here, but first I need to convince Mexico to join our cause. And yeah. she says, Master, you are part of every government on the face of the planet Earth. I know you have control of Mexican government just as much as any. So that's an amazing reveal right there. He is part of every government on the face of the Earth. Yes. Yeah. He's like sitting on the board of, you know, Gabon. He's... Uh, He's in the Seychelles uh, Governing Council. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he should be able to convince Mexico to throw in here. For sure. So he says, I'll go to Mexico, into the president's chambers, and then Iris teleports them all directly to London. So Iris can teleport as well. They're finally going to London to rescue these uh, uh, prisoners from the Lithus Council. Wait, Iris can teleport. The Feather can teleport. He can fly. Star can teleport. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> a star has a bunch of powers. So I don't, I don't know. Okay. It seems like there's an overabundance of powers. is not like, there's no, there's no kryptonite for this guy. There's nothing that like he is, there's no anything he wants. He just like, he summons armor. He changes the color. He can transfer his power to others. So I, I don't know. Get elected to the board of uh, you know, the Guatemalan presidency. That's just, he can do whatever. It does seem like the only thing way to hurt him is to throw a truck at his girlfriend. Yes. Uh, and break some of her ribs. So he goes, I believe they go to uh, London. Does Lornan go to London? Lon does Lornan go with them? I don't think Lornan is a character yet. They've only talked about him. They've talked about his powers. They've talked about how he's his friend. Uh, they've yet to oh, okay. And oh, they're going to summon him from the land of Iris. That's right. Once, the, once they do this dramatic rescue of these uh, Lithus prisoners. So they go, and that's when he says, I summoned the book from my desk in my estate to the hotel at which we were staying. I began to write some more. So you went on Google Docs, bro. This doesn't, you didn't summon a book from. Well, you might be, because writing with his quill cool pen. Uh, it could Does be. the book fly at 6,000 miles an hour? It's really just, you know, if I was ever a prisoner of war and I learned that as even when you showed up to rescue me, if I had learned it's like uh, Elaine stopping for juji fruits on the way to visit her boyfriend in the hospital. Like if you started writing in a book, especially with a quilt pen, I would be peeved no matter how much you had rescued me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they, um, oh, and then th there's a real, uh, there was a good fella vibe here. As they're, so they're staying at the hotel, right? I don't know what... I've stayed in London hotels. I guess if it's one of the new ones, it has a desk so he can plug in his phone and, you know, be in there. Uh, but mm -hmm. all I knew was that tomorrow was going to be a very busy day. Not to mention, I still had also to bring Lorne into the realm of Tetelqua. That's that good fellas. <laughs> I had to bring the guns over to... I had to go home and stir the sauce and then bring the babysitter over. Then it goes from from Goodfellas though to the next sentence. The room. She was not only my best friend, but a great asset to her cause. So we've got the best friend involved now, potentially in a in a love triangle. So yeah, wow. 
Uh, and I also want to point out that uh, as they did travel to London, um, warped there by ISIS, uh, Hope has brought an extra has brought an extra blanket to avoid another spat. Ah. <laughs> they are now just traveling with their own things, uh, so that there's no more blanket hogging scandals. You brought the blanket. That's good thinking there, Hope. Good thinking. Because it was about to be pow to the moon with you. Uh, and then uh, the about ten minutes after breakfast, we took our leave. The Psalms went and waited at the prison just in case I couldn't convince the king to let them go. The Lithies. A mention of breakfast, no description. Yeah. Come the hell on, man! What yeah. kind of bullcrap is this? Did they berate any? English uh, servers about the quality uh, of the yeah. scones. How or... are the cinnamon rolls? What's going on here? Nothing. Yeah. Cheated. A new type of marmalade since they're overseas now. Man. I, they also make this important distinction that they say, uh, we decided to begin the rescue operation at the exact moment of noon. Instead, however, of having this big spy mission, just decided to go into the king's chambers and demand the Lithus members be released. <laughs> So are the other people like, so do we need to be here? Like, I thought we were doing a, like an Ocean's Eleven thing where like, I was going to be dressed as the janitor and then I see you and I rip off my fake mustache to do this. Like, you're just going to barge in there and and make some demands. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, glad I brought a blanket along. Yeah. I brought that stuff that glows in the dark and I sprayed it on all the doorknobs and now you're just going to walk in and go. Uh, but but he does mention the king, and this was written several years ago. So was he anticipating maybe like, you know, the clock is ticking on Queen Elizabeth by the time I get this book out there? Like there's a chance she might not I, be in the picture anymore? It, it had to be. I had the same thought. Yeah. Interesting. King. Yeah. And does the king, he didn't have to go to parliament at all. He just went to the king. <laughs> the king the, the, that's how bad this crime was that the lith is that the king is personally overseeing their imprisonment. <laughs> Man, what did they do? Uh, so he he does he uh, as they say in politics right he jawbones the king right <laughs> like hey man you you gotta you gotta let these people go like I shall not like you got to man otherwise you know demon armies can take you yeah. down too like oh okay he extends his knuckle claws just a little bit as a sort of like you want to see what these guns can do yeah in plasma so the king says the king goes well or the uh, our hero goes. We're going to fight these demons, but, you know, if we lose, they're coming for you next, man. And then here's what the king goes. No, Master Whitebow, so to prove my word, I shall personally lead my army into battle upon this plane. Will you aid me in this battle? I guess he says to himself. I don't know. Anyway, king's already calling it a loss for the, uh, (laughs) he's like, he says, like, if we lose, you're next. And the king's like, I'll be with, I'm, I'm definitely going to help you in this battle. Yeah, Instead I, of going I, like, I have every faith in you. Don't worry about it. You guys are going to handle this. He's like, it's lost. You guys suck. Yeah. This is a 15 year old wearing a Nirvana shirt. Who's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I do not trust this kid at all. Yeah. Uh, that's very funny. Uh, so he says to him, uh, you're going to be, Oh, no, so this is, this is Lornan. He writes Lornan a letter. Oh, it's a Lornan like, letter, yes. Will you come and help? Uh, I, by the way, I'm the king of Tequiliqua. Uh, I wish to make you the lord of the province of Rex Hilo, that of which is about the size of Texas and also our smallest province. Uh, 
Uh, he says, uh, though for a mortal, this is a great honor. A grand castle of your chosen stone will be built to serve as your home. After we finish high school, we can stay here if you'd like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is a fun reminder that, yeah, Lorden also is a, has just finished his freshman year. <laughs> and he says, um, uh, he, I knew he wouldn't request my aid. If, oh, yeah. I'm just going to read this as written. Sure. I rolled the letter up and slid it into my pocket. I had already made my choice regarding Master Whitebow's offer. I know he wouldn't request my aid if not of the highest and dire need. Besides, I hadn't done much that summer, and I really appreciated the invitation to get away for a while. I just told my mom I was going to stay at Caleb's house for a few days. I also mentioned that his mom was going to come and pick me up, so she just went to work as usual. I was allowed the perfect excuse. So the, the book's perspective has changed to be Lornan's. It is now Lornan's. That I read probably just out of nowhere. <laughs> I read that and just dismissed it as okay, well he gets confused. And then that night I drifted off to deep sleep, only to try and imagine what this place would look like. I I don't know what's going and that that's when I was like, wait, who doesn't know what, what place looks like? It's like, oh and then Caleb's deep voice did you know he had a deep voice? No, it sounds out of character. I thought that he would be like uh the guy from The Simpsons. Sorry, <laughs> sir. Uh, and his name is Philip. Yes. Um, I am glad, Philip, you have decided to join our little cause. I looked it up. Lorne and Philip? Lorne is like his uh, Tetiliquin name. Like, uh, that's okay. what he gets instead of White Eagle. This is uh, when, when, uh, when, when Master Whitebow flew over Lake Erie and caught a fish and then you know, went to, back to Chillicothe to see his cousins. Remember, his cousins were at his house. Yes, of course. And the, there was like a border guard who was like, look at that, man. Uh, he said, hey, Caleb, glad to see your home. Who dropped you off? And he said, I told my parents I was staying at Philip's house. So both of these guys ruse when they're going off to the magical pyramid is that they're staying at each other's houses. And both their parents are like, I don't know. They're over there. He's hanging with Philip. That's why he hasn't been home all year. For a school year? I'm hanging over at Philip's? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the parents, they must, right? The parents yeah. drink. They have to. Yeah. They, if they don't even know this. I don't care. Whatever. Just yeah. stay over at Phillips. It'll be fine with me. What day is it? I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Caleb's coming home and, you know, burning off the uh, gas fireplace. They don't burn the place down while they're, like, you know, passing out on the couch. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And a, a grand castle of chosen stone will be built to serve as your home. Yeah, mm -hmm. after you. Yes, okay, that's the one. Yeah, well, if you agree to do this. So Philip yes. drops everything and is like, yeah, I was, I mean, I don't know. I was doing a lifeguard job and that was pretty boring, you know. I wasn't getting any action, you know. No one's inviting me to parties, so I guess we'll go down to Tequila Quo for the rest of the day. It's going to build me a castle. That's pretty cool. My parents won't even buy me a car. So they go to the castle that he gives him. Yes. And he's like, he gives them, and he, he unseats the people who are normally running it. By just going like, yeah, they wanted to get out of the business anyway. Like, okay. So I'm just going to give it to you, right? He extols him as the new lord uh, of Rex Hilo. He also sets him up with a, with a chick, too. He's sort of like, oh. he's like, Lord Lord Omal has a sister who I think you should meet. But like, it just, you know, just take. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So he's sort of, um, he's Lord Tequila and Pimp uh, for this situation. <laughs> And what is, and so she says, oh, he says, Philip, Philip slash Lornan says, doesn't a woman live here with you? 
I paused. <laughs> I suppose you're talking about White Eagle. His answer was quick. Of course, sorry. What is that? <laughs> Do you know what that means? I don't think he's told Philip um, much details about his life down here. But he but doesn't Philip live is... in that. He doesn't live in Rex Hillow with a woman. No. Oh, he down here means Mexico. Yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Where they import their vanilla <laughs> from Mexico. Finals imported vanilla, yeah. Yeah, they ship it out and import it. Maybe it's some weird, like, tax thing that the oh, vanilla yeah. farmers it are taking to go, advantage of. It goes out on a yeah. ship and then it becomes imported, yeah. Uh-huh. They guess. grow the vanilla there, but then they make the vanilla extract uh, in El Salvador or something. Okay, so then they go to the, the market? Uh, or is that later? Sorry, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. Well, to, Lornan is about to give a speech to his new subjects who seem down with, you know, I guess oh, yeah, they're all excited, elected yes. people yeah, yeah. being deposed and he's installed as the new governor. Right. Um, he, he, Lornan walks to the edge of the balcony to speak. His words were soft and deep, full of meaning and promise. And I just, I was like, I don't know if we're going to get to see the text of this, but I firmly believe this might be one of the worst political speeches ever, ever delivered here. Like a 15 year old who came here a day ago is about to address his subjects. Um, he was on summer break mere hours ago. My um, but fellow then... Till Quins, I'm a man <laughs> of my word. And then he goes to do a big, a big speech, and then uh, gets quite a surprise. There's a lot in it. I don't know. Do you have stuff? But there's something at the end that's quite surprising to me. Uh, yeah. So he says, "My fellow Tillikins, he makes the Terry Silver promise. He does. Uh, king... <laughs> the exact same. <laughs> our king has taught me to teach in the combat arts, and so." All training is free for the next five years. He's opening up dojos all over the valley, and he's even going to teach for free. Yeah. What does the guy say? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then his other act is he throws a, a potluck. Yeah. Come for this big banquet. All I ask is that you prepare a dish and place it upon the banquet table. <laughs> You know, if you do that, that pink rice thing with the marshmallows, that's cool. Nobody eats that, yeah. but whatever you want to do. Uh, is the new dish. king, uh, is it, are things not going so well for a new king? Is he, he's asking us to bring things? Oh, man. Like, this is usually not how this works. And uh, then this shocking bit to sort of towards the end of the speech. <laughs> Both of ancient and modern, comma, our numbers are small, but we will prevail, comma, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ permits us such a victory, the demonic legions of the Dark Lord Satan come to crush us. So, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this what? I see, like we should be laughing this much at this part, but it's, uh, it's just such, wait a minute, you already have... Why? I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how it ties into this because, I mean, just you would think that based on what they can do and what they've seen, they just might over override some of these t other teachings that are, you know. It does seem to be at odds with the teachings. I don't know, but okay. <laughs> And oh. it's mentioned later. I mean, I think they've mentioned Christmas once or twice before, too. But they no, they, they it's a full, you know, traditional observance. It is their Lord and Savior's, you know, the, the, his birth. That's why they're giving gifts. And um, it's, these these demons of uh, Manchi and Slayer are uh, of of Satan. Uh, yeah. That's where they're coming to crush us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he makes that speech, which, you know, people I presumably are just like, woo, yeah. All right. Potluck later. I'm going to make my uh, 
brown sugar coated ham, you know, whatever. Now uh, I, I have, to, I, is, is, are, are you going to know who brought each dish? Because if, if you don't know who's going to bring each dish, I'm bringing chips and salsa and I'm putting them out there. If you do know who's going to bring each dish, I'll be a little more ambitious. But that, you know, I've talked to my temper already. I'll be honest. So I do my tell uh, me that. I do my nine layer dip, and I do it in one of those aluminum pans, so I don't have to get my damn plate back after. Because how are we going to do that? You put the, you know, the masking tape on the bottom, and you write your name, but that comes off in the wash. Yeah, and you know, Monchi just peels that right off and goes exactly. on with your dish. I've got a lake crusade dish. It's like, oh, like. Uh. So he does the speech, and he leaps on a griffin, Gryphon, <laughs> and flew off into the province of Rex Hilo. So I thought he was in the province. But anyway. Sure, yeah. Uh -huh. um, so that's a griffin different than a griffin. A griffin is different from a griffin. What's the difference? So, Do you, have you been able to surmise this? Has any listener not. been able to surmise? But the griffin he mounted... He was content with. He didn't have to make any didn't have to, to change its smoothness or anything. Yeah. What What was it? Wind defying? There was, the armor was blessed by the wind spirits. Blessed. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't know where those wind spirits fit into the lithology, theology here. Um, but I, I did like that he, uh, I, defying me, it says the speech, although short, was one of the most awarded speeches of all time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, didn't I don't know. That. I don't know what it gets up there with. You know, I don't know who's giving out these awards for speeches, but uh, you know, wow, it could be that like shitty speech monthly enjoyed it, um, and that's technically an award. But okay, so then I'm not sure what happens. Uh, he describes her beautifulness, and then oh, they take um, this. Confused me. A three-hour trip was slow but relaxing. The border of Rex Hilo was soon in sight. I was happy about this. A three-hour ride in a horse-drawn carriage? <laughs> you can fly. You have transport. You have the warp you have a feather. stone warp feather. What is? What are you doing? Have you ever I mean, been is... in a carriage? <laughs> it's not fun. I mean, if you yeah. go through Central Park, you're like, that's about enough for me. I don't think I need to do this ever again. Thanks. You know, a I... hay ride. You're like, when is this going to be over? Ugh. Three hours in a horse-drawn carriage, and he can fly at 6,000 miles an hour. Are they doing this instead of going to the potluck? Because it says she made enchiladas and rice. Um, and I guess they <laughs> I just don't... drop that off and then hop in the carriage and, like, peace. I think they like, did. we're heading yes. to a romantic weekend getaway. Yeah, just, you know, hang out of my dish until we fly down here a couple <laughs> days from now. Yeah. Auspicious not to have the, you know, these guys just lured him down. They're built in a castle, but he's not coming to his, you know, inauguration party. That's sort of a, I don't know. I, I, I'd be a little miffed if my friend did that. Like, you know, it's great down here. It's you'll have a great time. You have fun without me. I don't know anyone else here. These are my subjects. How am I supposed to treat them? Like, you'll figure it out. We're going to a lake. We're hopping in a carriage. Uh, but wait, they no, they do go to the people stood talking, oh. dancing, drinking, eating, smoking pipes, or just watching. Sure, the four things you can do at a party. And then, oh, and then he says, though, this is the best thing. Because as far as I know, this is the only mention. He's like, hey, good party, man. You know, and they click beers and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you bet. You sure can throw a party. Well, I had help in its planning. One star Etumani is to credit for its grand scale. I believe that is the only mention. Her last name? Of star Etumani. Well, there's another star, but is that the same... She doesn't live there. That's a good question. 
Star is one of the most baffling characters in the book to me. Yeah, I don't. Star she, is just she, like... she. I think she was mentioned in someone's dream, maybe in the previous chapter, uh, or she was mentioned offhand by Iris or Isis when they came to play the flute. Then she is mentioned as if she is omnipresent. I'm saying she. I, Star could be a woman. Um, I mean, it could be a man, but Star Antimony is. I, I had not noticed that her last. She was given a last name at some point in time. I just pictured it as a different character with a one-off because I knew there was another star. But there's, you know, there's he. he I thought it was like a star, like you know, Nriffin. There's you know, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of them. Or what are the the Utex, the the demons? Oh yes, Utex come up uh, very quickly, and Star yeah. helps with them too. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Star makes it sound like it's a you know celestial being or a powered being, but it could just be her her given name. You know? Right. So anyway, so she threw the uh, potluck. So Star did. The... <laughs> so she's got a uh, again. She who knows if it's the same person? I don't know. Yeah, I, I got to go uh, logical, but I, I I'm glad you pointed that out because that's a hilarious last name for her to have. Um, and then we get this moment. This is where he's sort of like. Hey, like, you know, again, Clinton Beers, great party. They got an ulterior motive for why I invited you down here. It's not just about needing your assistance to make weapons and ceramics for the demon war. And I will read this sentence. This was a very popular dumb <laughs> sentence. He says, I just got to read it as written. Quotation marks. Mama. <laughs> I would like for you to draw the cover for my book. It's simple, just the white blades crest with two claws underneath to symbolize the two children the main character has because they are the focus of the book. Uh, so he has recruited... Uh, Lornan. Uh, what is his name? Lornan down here Philip. to draw the cover for his book, yes. um, which is about the main character has... It's about these two children of the main character because they are the focus of this book. So the main character is not the focus not the of the book. That is unconventional. The two children he has are the focus of this book. So he wants them symbolized on the main cover. And the sentence starts with a comma. <laughs> and so you've done this when you get art from a, an artist or you consult mm-hmm. with them. So you give them the main pitch and that's your main pitch. Um, I would like the cover, white blades, crest, two claws, blah, blah, blah. And then the artist says, sounds good. I'll have it ready for you when I can. <laughs> Nope. Do you have any? Do you have, could you sketch? Could I see just a? Nah, have it ready. Well, okay, sounds put good. Put that in writing for you. I have a guy who will bring you documents. The like the alien, the uh, demons did. No, no, I got it. I'm yeah, fine. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't. know. What was it? Two swords to represent your three children? No, it was not that. That's not <laughs> what I said. Take notes. Also, you know, you have. He he does remind us that he has unlimited resources, right? He has a pyramid made of gold. He can summon gold to give to his yes. nephews or whatever. He can transfer he powers. Can, he yeah. can, you can find a pretty good artist online for if you have an unlimited budget. You know, it seems like <laughs> it. Uh, so they take off. They're like, "Hey, peace out, man. We're you know, good party. I'm sure it'll last the night. Uh, take care of yourself. Don't get too drunk." Uh, and they head out. I guess on their horse-drawn carriage. I don't know. It doesn't really say. We yeah. sang songs of various Spanish artists, comma, as well as other Mexican artists. <laughs> now, there's a couple ways you can take that. <laughs> yes, really. Um, uh, but I, I'm but just going to leave that there. Sure. How does the Venn diagram work here? But <laughs> give us just give us some names and make it you know do the Star Trek thing. We sang songs of you know Selena uh, <laughs> and your. Uh, yes. My my friend, uh, Red Talon, another Mexican artist. Oh, my gosh. 
All right. Uh, so, so they've retreated to a lake of Lake Ney, where they're um, sort of hanging, just having like a couples weekend. Um, I don't know how oh. imminent this threat is. Lake Ney, that's the name of the, the guy who's building their castle. Oh, Purvo? No, no, the oh. guy, the, Ney oh. is the guy who's building there. So he has a okay, lake the contractor they went with yeah, the last the contractor, one. Got it. yes. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. I mean, <laughs> the one, uh, yeah. And so they, uh, she disrobes, you know, ooh la la, goes swimming while he goes hunting and I think kills a, uh, a, a deer. Yeah, he kills a deer by yes, transforming into an deer. eagle. Uh, we get this. Uh, this is where I was like, if this guy really wretches this up, we're in for a world of hurt. When I returned, Hope was coming up from the lake. I caught a flash of her bare thigh, just as the bottom of the robe covered it, covered it justly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, I caught a deer for breakfast." But like, oh boy, if we get more more glimpses of her bare thigh, we're in trouble here. Um, he says, uh, "Hungry, comma I hope so, because this deer is breakfast." Her eyes changed into that of the panther briefly in a flash, only to return as they were. <laughs> I want to say that to someone someday. You hungry? I hope so. Because this deer is breakfast. <laughs> He's like, what does it take to win this guy over? I'm flashing my thigh. I'm like coming out of the water like Phoebe Cates. Like, and all he's doing is bringing me deer. <laughs> Uh, and then he, he bathes after her in the lake. So I think you can technically say this is the second time she, he's reused her bath water. Oh, there's, and then we get, there's a lot of bathing, yeah. <laughs> and then we get this sentence, which is a English teacher's nightmare. Uh, we were about to leave. Across the lake went a shadowy figure, faster than that of which I know not for any except us to have went. <laughs> Yep. What I think is saying is that there's a shadowy figure that's moving. The only people he knows that can move as fast as his figure are him when he's flying at six thousand miles an hour. I think. Oh, I didn't. I just had it as a dumb sentence and didn't have any sure, yeah. explanation. It's got for the, it. the Bob Crane. Uh, it's important for others, thus as thus of which others to help others. To yes. Help uh, which brings us then quickly to my first Sonic challenge. Oh boy. Ba and I'm sure you can see it there if you have your uh, script. It begins with, quote, uh, uppercase IW, <laughs> dot, 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 uppercase M, ma. So it's IW, ma, ellipses, space, my efforts were futile. Those okay. are all just in to quotes. Bring, to bring people up to speed, the shadowy black figure traveling that fast was a wraith that knocks us unconscious, that being conscious two weeks later. Uh, in uh, oh yeah, some, someone's yeah. two weeks later so they wake up. This is him. This is him gauging. Uh, he 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 wanted something to drink because his mouth is thirsty, and so he says, meh." My efforts were futile and quickly interrupted by one of the captors. The <laughs> quotes were never closed there, by the way. So he uh, says that. Meh. My efforts were futile and quickly. I'm, I'm parched. Quickly interrupted. Oh, sounds like sounds like you have a lack of liquid. That's the problem there. <laughs> and then I assume you want later this one too. That's uh, written. Do you want to read out how it's written? It's, uh, it's, are you talking about the music. where? Yes. Okay. Quotes. This is all in quotes. Where, comma, a eh, ah, ellipses, am I ellipses, wa ellipses, t. Prove 
ellipses nce question mark close quotes <laughs> and that said you know said weak but audible <laughs> so so he's not saying it silently um where uh, am i wa was that weak enough? That was I weak. Think it, it was, was audible. It was so. pretty audible. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. And here, now we get this. So this is the king of this entire province. He is an immortal being. He can transform into a panther. He can transform into an eagle. He's uh, as rich as any being as ever. He's in every world government. And so this is him waking up from being unconscious for two weeks and then trying to take a sip of water. He immediately turns into like a Jim Carrey uh, routine from In Living Color. Um, he, 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 they bring him water because he's so parched. He's, what is it? He has thirstiness or lack yeah. of liquid? Lack of liquid. Uh, yes. And the two people who are lords of the realm that he's in, so this is their king, are Ayuro and <laughs> Tal, Taluo? Taluo, yes. Ayuro, Ayuro and Taluo. They are provincial lords somewhere in Tatiliqua. Yes. And I don't so know if like... they run Wa. Warioko, Warikio, or they run Waluigiko. I'm not sure which one. Uh, well, one is Taluo is the lord of Carparleval, <laughs> which is, you know, there's Care Paravel from uh, the C.S. Lewis books. So I think he, oh, nice. he must have okay. read those as well. So, uh, well, yeah, this section looks like his cat jumped on his keyboard and he just left whatever happened into it. So, yes. so this this is him trying to drink water for the first time after being passed out for two weeks. I coughed and gagged my way through the process of drinking the water. What managed to pass into my throat was cool and sweet, as opposed to having a dry and stick mouth, the long slumber from which I had just awakened. So he's doing like the... They're like, I think we need a new king. We get a king who's like 30 at least. Can we make that a provision of our government that the king has to be not a high schooler? Uh, so he, they say like, hey man, you've been out for two weeks. Uh, yeah, we saw the wraith. We saw the eagle turn into stone and fall into the Lake Ney, right? Mm -hmm. That was, yeah. So you got to go and warn the council. And he goes, no, I can't because I got to stay with White Eagle until she wakes up. So she's obviously in a coma or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but so I got to go and they're like, don't worry, we'll take care of her. And then we get this. Uh, the trip wouldn't be easy to Rex Hilo, evidenced by the group of demon soldiers that suddenly appeared in front of me. <laughs> Ukats, they were, which stood for Underworld Knights. I don't even think I remember that. U stands for Underworld, sure. Kets, K-E-T-S. That's how we abbreviate Knights. Knights. <laughs> The main thing I hated about fighting these demons was that they tend to come in masses, as well as they obtain a sharp edge on their shoulders, elbows, and the heel of their boots, too, was bladed. Otherwise, they're relatively easy to defeat. <laughs> so the trip wouldn't be easy, evidenced by the group of demon soldiers that are relatively easy to defeat. <laughs> To grasp, so they're spreading a lot of attitude. They tend uh, to come in masses. <laughs> wow. 
And so the UCATs are what he fought in a real or fanfic last time, where he essentially turned into like he does like the sonic spin, yes, um, and which spins. which you know has razor blades, and he spins through them, and blood goes everywhere. And then he uh, makes it to the courtyard of Rex Hilo, mm-hmm. and uh, he he uh, a group of eighty UCATs and the Wraith. Okay. Uh, I came here. I'm sorry. A group of eighty UKITs and the Wraith are there. He needs to defeat them, and then it says, "I don't know if she's been here the whole time." I engaged in making the first attack. I caged the UKITs in a thick metal casing and started to attack. When the race slammed me up against the nearby castle wall, it again prepared to attack. During which it was attacked. By Star, she with her ancient sword cut it in half. Star, I am glad to see you still obtain good fighting skills. I thought only light could harm or trap a wraith. She gathered her thoughts. Was the old guys, the uh, Taluo and Ilio said only only um, light can damage a wraith. And so he says that to Star, and she says, uh, "I channeled light into the blade. When that is done, a sword can kill any dark creature." So, oh, phew! I'm glad you were here, Star. That was really handy. <laughs> uh, and and. While he was fighting them, those I took on in hand-to-hand combat, steel rang into the distance. I punched and kicked, engulfed in flames those around me. So, flames as well. He has the power flames, of flames. Light, Spikes, punching, spinning, flying 6,000 miles an hour. Panther, <laughs> uh, things on his wrist, right? Blades, and, or and then, knuckle. Yeah, knuckle things encased in plasma. And he also needs help from Star, despite all of that. But it could... That's what I'm saying. It could be a different star than Star Ochumani, the party planner. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, that would be quite a, a scenario, being like, Star, you're here. Slam your sort of lights into that UCAT, uh, decapitating it. Oh, no. You called. You hit the wrong button in your phone. You texted Star Ochumani, the party planner. I can. Um, <laughs> I do have some, some pigs in a blanket if needed, but uh, no. Decapitating UCATs. Not part of my skill set. Casing them in light. I cannot do it. Um, and during the fight, like a thrown pumpkin, his head shattered into mush. Flattened pieces of his skull lay on the sides of my boot. It was done. I cleaned my sword and boots and then made my way once more to Rexio. If you're so he's got boots. Pumpkins. What kind of yeah. boots do you think he's wearing? <laughs> <laughs> the boots thing stood out to me. <laughs> I cleaned my boots. I just got these, man. They were the, those handmade ones that you get online. And like, man. It goes so well with my tan, yeah. as well as my tape and crown, which Put I also might my, still be wearing. Put on my tan. Um, so Star decapitates the final wave of uh, the Wraith and the Yukets. And um, it, it essentially is, you know, any given kid telling a story, being like, and then Star showed up and Star chopped off their heads and then their heads smashed like a pumpkin and there was bone on my boots. Um, but then they pop into Lorna. They've gone to Lorna's house. This is where they're at, his castle. And he, yes. uh, uh, <laughs> here's my child, sonic challenge for you. His voice is dull as he says this sentence. Um, uh, oh, well, I am sorry I couldn't help uh, that one. And then he sits down and has uh, rose hip tea with Lorna. Yeah, I was going to say so, all, all the weirdness, the rose hip tea <laughs> is weird. <laughs> but yes, I have that sentence. Okay, so say it in your dull voice, and then offer the uh, offer the tea up to him. Uh, okay, wait. So start at well, nothing now. In the dull uh, voice? no, that oh, I say. Oh well, nothing. Oh, I was cut. This is this is. Oh, uh, this is one of those. 
Yes, the, the perspective changes. I say, as King Whitebo, well, nothing now. I was coming here to get you so you could help me capture a wraith. However, your fine guest defeated it. Oh, well. I'm sorry. I couldn't help. Well, I'm about to sit down for a uh, nice cup of tea. You and Star are welcome to join me. Is that dull enough? That's pretty dull. That's pretty okay. damn dull. Man. And he does join him for the tea because I was tired and hadn't had rose hip tea for some time. So they're just covered in demon blood. Oh, Literally man, slick, like... like it's starting to dry and get all sticky. Like yeah, when it's like broke with it's stick, prom, they're like... all stick right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so was, was Lorna just sort of like peeking out through the window, like being like, oh, man, uh, I'm tempted to see that. It's like, looks like you had it covered out there. I was about to like make some swords and ceramics and come down there and help, but I mean, Star was just like decapitating guys left and right. Yeah, he literally like threw up in a window and kind of was about to yell at him. Right? Hey, what the hell's? Oh, hey, what are you guys doing? We just defeated an army of demons. <laughs> or he's like, so I got the uh, high school marching band to dress up as ADU cats, and they're going to play you a song. They're right outside. By God, what did you do to the high school marching band? <laughs> uh, and it ends with uh, the weirdness. First of all, I'll just note this chapter is still going on. <laughs> it's about to end, but it's still going on. And listen to this nuts stuff. White Eagle stood up and pressed her nose against mine. She spoke in a whisper. I want to go home now. Let's give your friend a rest hum. I smiled. What does that mean? On, maybe he was trying to say, but yeah, H-U-M is what she's saying to him. A rest hum. If, if we're going to give him a Kids, it could be, yeah. Like, if we're gonna give him a rest, Tom, leave your spare blanket with him if he needs that to, to rest up. Because I built him a castle, but I haven't really outfitted it yet, so it's pretty sparse. Wow. So that's uh, that. That's the last note that I have for this insanely long chapter. It ends with them going home and him going to the fireplace and starting a fire in the log-filled fireplace from a fireball from his hand, which again is something that he's able to do. Yeah. No word on whether there was any plasma that kind of runs off. You know, it just comes out yeah. of his hand. I don't know. Or whether Star is still with him. Who? Oh, no, it says goodbye, White Bow, replied Star after Philip. So she's sticking around with Philip. Maybe she's helping out with that rest home. I don't know. Rest home. <laughs> oh, my God. What a long chapter. What a long chapter. Holy cow. Uh, well, right. a chapter that long, you deserve a reward of real or fanfic. Fanfic. <laughs> All right, so this is Real or Fanfic, the uh, beloved segment of the podcast where we are going to quiz you on <laughs> five sections of text uh, that are either going to be from later in Kyleb's Dream, real things that appear, or fanfic written by our beloved listeners, the Jackals, who contribute these over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash 372pages, where, boy, oh boy, I mean, what... What other? What else is happening over there these days? Bob Fingerman, we interviewed uh, him about his new book. Good long interview with Bob, friend of yeah. the uh, friend of the show, as they like to say. 
We'll have to do um, a, a meme contest for this book coming up now, which is going to be just plumbing the depths of insanity, I'd say. <laughs> we had uh, all of our Encyclopedia Browns are up there. There's a lot of those now. Yeah. So yeah, you know, a lot of good join stuff. in over there so you can submit these to patreon.com slash 372 pages. Let's see. I think you did bad last week, right? Mm-hmm. Two out of five? Yeah. So let's see if you can write the ship here. What's your confidence level? Very low. What do you mean? (laughs) All right. Number one. The ninth hour now greeted them with all its lateness. They fell now to the ground, covered in the fine pelts from previous hunts. They spoke softly that night, still caressed gently by the wind's graces. Hope, are you leaving tomorrow? I asked as her thoughts came to me. Yes, I have business in Lutia. From there, I will go to the third world of Nanaria. N-N-A-R-I-A. She now held my face. Give my compliments to Aslan. I have never met him, but I plan to sometime. Will do. I think he would enjoy your company. However, not as much as I do. She paused briefly. I can't wait until the war's end. Guessing her wants. Oh, I suppose ceremony with wedding in front is what you're talking about? Her face became enhanced, almost bright. Exactly. I can't wait until we are married as mortals. Think that I think you know why. I only held a smile to her statement. Quickly, my right palm pressed against her stomach, sliding across from left to right. Her silky nightgown shifted in accordance to this. In response, she rolled me into my, onto me. She rolled onto me, setting just at my waist, looking down upon my face. Her body language suggested her intense. This time, however, I didn't stop her. Hmm does get hornier <laughs> um well god i mean I, i'm only because it's long i'm gonna say that that's real wow <laughs> well i got stung last time i talked myself out of one that i was yeah. real that it was okay. long. okay uh number two his screaming was higher than i had ever encountered this was only my second demon separation the first was myself so i don't really remember what it was like White Bow, the man is too overshadowed. He has begun to scream and thrash about violently. Good, let him scream. It appears that the demon that overshadowed his wife too holds him. I will need you, dear, to help in separating this demon. Listen, the process is simple. You must enter the state of angels. Every angle is able to enter this state, granted they must fight. We too can enter this state. It's all in the mind, as usual and automatic, when we are angered beyond the point of sanity. Your body will burst into nothing but white flames and you will float in the air. Anything human is gone and you are pure energy. With that said, enter the man's body through his chest or stomach with your hand and then literally pull the demon out. Mm. Angles. Nice misspelling there. (laughs) Yeah, back to that. I don't know. I'll fanfic. Number three. Hello, white bow. So nice of you to drop by. Did you see my mother down below? She that lovingly prepared my breakfast? That luscious red jam, so sweet, I wonder, will your blood taste as sweet? She is my mother, not your mother. But since I see you look just as I look, that can only mean one thing. You are, he interrupts me. That's right. I am Black Bow. I was sent by the Black Sights Council to put end to your meddling. I could see that he held Lilia, the first wild cat I trained, by his hand thrust outward. Suddenly, his claws came out and pierced the feline body, thus of which howling, she died. 
<laughs> say fanfic. That's very good. Uh, number four. Cat. K-A-T-T. Cat, is dinner done yet? I hoped the casual question would offset her suspicions. Almost, Dad. Just has to finish up the brats. The day came and went faster than I wanted. Know what I mean? I said yes to her meager question. Just then, Mom walked to the door. Everyone, dinner is ready. Come eat. We all stood and filed neatly into the house. An orange glow filled the sky as the sun began to set behind the curtain of trees around us in all directions. The temperature fell to pleasing 72 degrees. I was... I was hungry, and if I recall, the only meal I had today was breakfast at the estate in Tatiliqua. I inserted the burger, and it was no more. Or so, it, <laughs> or, so, or so it seemed, as I ate so fast due to being hungry. D.O. I'm going to say fanfic. I, I do like the uh, picking up on the uh, uh, temperature thing comes up a lot, as well as, of course, breakfast. <laughs> yes. Uh, number five. And final one. L. Thompson, L. and then Thompson, uh, like Keenan Thompson. L. Thompson, all one word. L. Thompson shuddered, spoke, and then listened. I never thought you for a dancer, my king, he said as he wiped his brow of the condition of sweat rolling along his nose. I laughed at his joke and bowed. I am no dancer. I am only 15, and White Eagle does not answer me to dance. When he finished listening, he waved his hand at the servant. We need some refreshments for the afternoon. Tea and little cakes will do. And a cold cut platter. Pickles are fine, I said. The servant bowed and left the room. L. Thompson then slid a chair to my side and pointed at it. I sat down and then he sat down. When the food is done, we should discuss the council and their plans for White Eagle. Yes, she should be told that she needs a child. Wow. Wait, could you... L. Thompson? Like the letter L and then the word Sorry. Thompson? L, like L. Sid. E-L-L Thompson. E-L-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. All right. Well, I'm going to say that's real only because I want it to be real. I want there to be an L. Thompson. I like it. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Give me your worst. Number one was she's going to the world of Nanaria and giving his compliments to Aslan. Uh, you said real. That was real. Wow. So I was right. He does read that. That's where Caraparval or whatever. Came right. From. You said that earlier. And I was like, oh, yeah. there's, a Nar- there's a fake Narnia coming up. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was submitted by Anne. Uh, we have number two, which was um, his, his only his second demon separation. And you have to reach into the chest or stomach and literally pull the demon out. State of angels, every angle. You said fanfic. That is real. From later, that is submitted by Jeff and Craig. Anytime Damn. two people submit a passage, you know you it's a good one. <laughs> Damn. The State of Angels. Um, number three, so that's one for two. Number three was, hello, White Bosa, nice to meet you. That is Black Blow, who is uh, holding his cat, and thus of which howling she died. Uh, you said fanfic for that. That was fanfic, written by Mark. Mark is the guy who suggested this book, so Mark is... Uh, oh, nice. He's a student. He's a pro, yep. Uh, so it's two for three. Number four, uh, Cat, is dinner done yet? Dad has prepared brats, and he inserted the burger, and it was no more. You said fanfic. <laughs> that is real from later in the oh, book. Oh, come on. <laughs> Submitted by Craig. <laughs> so I'm two for five again, because I know <laughs> I'm going to miss this one. 
And for the final one was uh, L. Thompson, which you said was real, and that is fanfic. L. L. Thompson ordering up a cold, cold platter and cold cut platter and pickles was fanfic, written by Hayden. So two for five. Uh, What a shame! uh, It's hard. What are you supposed to do? I don't. There's nothing you can do. It's impossible. (laughs) All right. Well done, everyone. Good, good I'll job. Take yes. my lumps. I take my lumps. I, I have no apologies. No one, has sub- no one has submitted their fanfic in bold yet, which, again, we should remind people large portions of this book are written in bold without any sort of scene. Oh, yeah. I wanted uh, to uh, everyone submit your theory on that. Is there any rhyme or reason to the bold versus non bold? <laughs> is there some pattern that I'm missing? Because I don't know why. Yeah. So anyway, if anyone has a theory, I just I mused on it for like two seconds and went, I can't. My head hurts. I don't it does know. seem like that's something that like you know the the Kindle technology is now probably close to fifteen years old. They should be like, we've noticed you've submitted a book of which entire chapters are, are in bold. We're going to turn that off for you unless you tell us otherwise. Yeah, it's like you go you visit a blog and like for ten seconds, like oh everything's bold. Whoops, and then the person realizes it and fixes it. So <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank you, everyone. All right. Chap- the, the fourth chapter is called Beneath the Water. And it starts off <laughs> with a lot to unpack here. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about this. I woke early that morning. Hope stood at the end of the room getting dressed. Her tan skin paused my word, but only briefly. I slowly rose, then made my way to meet her. My hands ran down along her bare arms. Justly, she held my advance downward by pressing against me. Her always warm lips, comma, pressed against mine, comma, the silkiness of her tongue moving along the edge of mine held me evermore. Your, comma, ridiculous, she mused, laughing at my flirty growl. Oh, dear. All right. What is going on here? <laughs> um, uh, what, what is his advance downward, by the way? Are we... Uh, 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 there doesn't seem to be any yeah, actual thing other they do other than kissing here and, like, you know, putting her lips against his. Her, ever, her always warm lips, which, I mean, that's good to know. <laughs> you know, because like if all of a sudden like you went to kiss your wife or something and her lips were very cold, you'd be like, oh, my God, are you yes, OK? This is, this is not good. Yeah, they're this turning is, blue. clearly yeah. something's wrong. Are you getting air? <laughs> yeah. If you had to pick uh, to have either have always warm lips or always have a chunk of pork in your mouth, I'm going yes. with the warm lips. That's a little society is just going to be more accepting of that. Most people won't even really know, to be honest. Um, uh, a flirty growl. So he's doing yeah. like that. <sighs> <laughs> he, he's, he's doing Jeff Gold. <laughs> I, I like you. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, and then, yeah, and then you're your. ridiculous. <laughs> yes. uh, but then we have this as well. She's, uh, you're acting like I never kiss you. Well, not as much as I would prefer. She obtained a wider smile. <laughs> she obtained. Um, and then uh, it says, it's... oh, shut, shut up and get dressed. She said in a slightly repulsive fashion. 
<laughs> I, that's one of my hundreds of dumb sentences, but that stands alone. So it's period, and then the sentence is, she said in a slightly repulsive fashion. <laughs> it's unconnected to the other uh, sentence. One of my favorite, you don't see them that often, but uh, there's a, you know, the, the uh, clickbait ads that are like at the bottom of really crappy like web pages. There's mm-hmm. one that says, meet Larry Bird's repulsive wife. And then it has this picture of like old Larry Bird. He, he looks pretty like, you know, unhappy. Like you would if you had a really repulsive wife. But wow. <laughs> repulsive. I don't, I don't think it actually exists. I just think it's, they, they figured out that that's something yeah. people will click on. And like repulsive is a good word, I think. Yeah, like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she obtained that. Okay, so then uh, sh- she says it in a slightly... Oh, and then they take off. Okay, that's fine. She again rushed upstairs, leaving me alone. I, in turn, went and packed two poles and a large hide to serve as our <laughs> tent. And I just, like, picture the home life. Like, honey, honey, where's our large hide? <laughs> it's in the hide the hide bin. In no, the I looked in the hide bin. There's like the paper napkins. Well, you know, you buy all those paper towels. Where the hell is our large hide? I put the hides back where they belong when I use them. Okay, so if they are well, not the hide's there, not here. Do you want to come and find it for me? Look, aren't you Master Whitebow? Go and get a new hide if you're all up to that. Uh, like, but we already have a large hide. Oh. I'm going to insert a hamburger in my face and then I'll be down. You know what? Lorton bought his new wife a real tent and he's only been a lord of Tatiliqua for a week now. So maybe you should be more like your best friend. uh, I told you when I chose you as my mistress mistress at that freshman mixer that I only use large hides as a tent. I don't go for that nylon (laughs) fancy crap. You did mention that, but... I did not think that that was something that was you were taking literally. When you were making, mentioning hides at the freshman mixer, I thought that was just teen slang. Oh, hide. you thought I was just being cute. I was just trying to pick you up by talking about how I only use large hides as tents. Okay. All right. In retrospect, okay. yeah, when, you, when you say it out loud, it does sound like it's on me. However, the stew I made you for breakfast is getting cold. Well, so I find made the damn you hide. a deer, so which one are we going to eat? A deer or the stew? <laughs> Why do you the, see... I got to get it past the park, so I don't know. (laughs) But wait do you see what I've got for you at the next lake we visit. Because, oh boy, oh boy, (laughs) do I have a dish for you. Uh, Two poles and a large hide to serve (laughs) as our tent. Yeah, they're naked and afraid all of a sudden. This is a guy who's on the... uh, you know, the World Economic Forum, like, of every country. Like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. people, you know, bow slightly and, you know, welcome him into Parliament, to Congress, to yep. the House of Representatives, to the legislature. Like, this guy can go anywhere, 15 years yep. old. Sir, the other members of the U.N. Security Council are just a little off-put by the fact that you, like, were photographed sleeping under a hide this weekend. <laughs> Who was it's the... Just- uh, the, the the Libyan guy who came to the U.S. Oh, Gaddafi, yeah. Gaddafi, he his, set up, set his, up tent his tents outside. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cut of your jib, white bow. <laughs> yes. Uh, right back at you, Momar. Um, this, I thought this was a legitimately funny exchange. Uh, she says, oh, yeah, like, I know what you're they're, they're doing like the what should we do this weekend? And like just nothing, nothing sets me more on edge than, oh, I'm easy. Like, I asked you what we should do this weekend. I didn't ask whether you were easy or not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just the two of us, right? No one else? That's right. It's been far too long, and we haven't spent much time together lately. Sure. When we were at Lake Ney, we were together then, I reminded her. Yes. 
But if I remember correctly, we were attacked by a wraith and you guess. <laughs> that is sort of like a, okay, fine. You're going to hold that over me that we got attacked by a wraith and you guess that cut into our couple times. It happened. I did, I did see your thigh, though. But okay, if that's what you remember from that weekend, <laughs> fair enough. That's going to be your takeaway? Okay. <laughs> uh, so she to... wants to go someplace hot, of okay. capital H, and surrounded <laughs> by water. <laughs> and they say, oh, I have a location that meets all your specifications. Have you ever been to the Oasis of Life? I, I was in high school months ago. <laughs> no, I have not been to the Oasis of Life. But I have heard the Rush song about it. So. Yes. I, I brought wine coolers to a freshman mixer, which I had to steal <laughs> from my parents. They had a party for my older sister, and they forgot that they were in a cooler and I took those, and since then I've been your mistress. So no, I don't. I've never. Been. Have you ever taken me to the Oasis of Life? Well, then no, I have never, not been there. You never take me nowhere. <laughs> All right, so they're going to the Oasis. So this is another just a chapter of them hanging out, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, well. Hanging out occasionally with members of their family from the future. So uh, yeah, the mundane yeah, yeah. and oh, the insane okay. in what? So he goes to Zianryphonis. How are we pronouncing that? Hmm. Um, let, me, let me try and find it. Zianryphonis. Zianryphonis. Oh, yeah. Nay yeah. stood at the base of the building site. And like okay. he doesn't mention like, hey, man, we just we went hung to out lake. at your lake. Quite yeah. a, it was a big thing did you hear about that at the lake <laughs> like eagles are falling out of the sky you didn't at your lake at, yeah at, but like they think my lake sir <laughs> yeah at, at your lake man if you could give me some time off i'd love to visit my quote lake but uh <laughs> kind of busy here building zian rafonis here yeah i can't uh tear myself away to get to my lake because uh i gotta put this retaining wall up yeah. over here because that's I'm, something i didn't i gotta tell you about that by the way we found a cable running underground <laughs> yeah i would have gone to my lake but i had to carve the names ryu and kira into a throne and you didn't tell me why but um that's why i didn't go there last weekend maybe this weekend if there's no more names to carve into thrones so he goes up to nay uh of the the lake nay and says, uh, here's his, his joke, uh, wh why are you here, king? Oh, curiosity, let's just hope it isn't that which killed the cat. He laughed at my quick humor. <laughs> was it, do you think it was the humor? Do you think it was the fact that uh, he's got the checkbook, he's the king, fireball spikes, boots can yeah. kill you, smash your skull like a pumpkin. <laughs> uh, Good one, very, sir. Very, very very amusing, sir. Droll. How droll. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen my wife in weeks because I've been working <laughs> on this damn castle. But yeah, Zian Nrifonis, and the Nrifon is what he's writing on, right? So who knows what it means in the you know the lore of this of this area? What a Nrifon and why it's called Zian Nrifonis. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so they transport there. I forget how they get there, but they get to the uh, Oasis of Eternal Life. Yeah. Oh, they fly because he has to carry the, right? Every time oh, they have a tent, I think they have to fly. Okay. Because they had the, the big cloth before, so they must have left that in that one island. Back in London, yeah. Yeah, the cloth. Um, um, but so the two poles, he has to... So, But he has to carry... Does 
Hope fly as well? No, he because he transports her, I think. So he has to carry the hospital. Big, he has to carry <laughs> tent poles in a large hide and hope. <laughs> and he has brought with her because they say, what do you want to eat today? And he says, I brought some of the stew from last night. Right, so right, he packed right. up stew to go, uh, flew it to the thing. Uh, and right. that's what they're planning on eating. And fruit, I believe, too. Fresh fruit, flatbread, and other things. Flatbread. <laughs> so, uh, and a bit, so, as well as watermelon and bananas. Right. So maybe he like has prepared the hide like a hobo bindle, and he's put like there's stew sloshing around in there, bananas and watermelons. So, so he goes. This made me laugh, and it reminded me. I'm sure you'll remember what I'm talking about. We don't have to explain it. She he goes to get the fruit he brought for them to eat, and then he asks her what she wants to do, and she says, "Well, I want to you know have lunch and then swim." And he says, "Oh, okay. Well, what did you bring to eat?" <laughs> So, yeah, I, I hear you're not doing too well. Not there. doing What's so well. Um, what did what uh, did you bring? I've got my own uh, I, uh, fillet. I got the stew you made that I brought my uh, own portion of. So I brought a lot of stuff to eat. What did what did you bring to eat? <laughs> and that's when she says, "Yes, I brought some, comma of the stew from last night." Nice. Yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe things will turn around for you. Maybe you'll find yeah. the, uh, next year you'll be better for this mistress profession. So do you do you want to before we go on these trips to Oasis of Life thing? Do you want to coordinate? about what we're going to bring, because I feel like there's some crossover here, because I brought fresh fruit, yeah. <laughs> but you brought the stew and the flatbread. I thought we were just doing the fresh fruit thing. Uh, but okay, I was too busy getting my large hide that you hid underneath all those magazines that you threw away, my stereo magazines. <laughs> anyway. Or is unpacking the middle being like, you know, that's why this was so heavy. You packed a watermelon? Like, this is... <laughs> My God, woman, please. Those like, don't survive 6,000 miles an hour. I've told you that. They break up at 4,000. So this is his, uh, This is his. you sort of just like, as a teenage boy, you have to question him at this point in time. Because she's like, I want to go swimming. And it says like, okay, after a half hour and a half after they ate, uh, we took off our shoes and jumped in the water. One good thing about the desert is that things dry fast. So we just swam in our clothes. It's like... You, this, this, this is just weird, man. That's just a weird way to put it. Like, you could change into other clothes. You could be like, finally, an excuse to you know go skinny dipping with my, you know, girlfriend here. But no, we can just keep our clothes on and they'll dry quick because it's the desert. All right. Uh, and that's when he brings up uh, another of his talents, which is to breathe underwater. <laughs> um, and he te- he can transfer the power to her. Um, I took her hips in my hands, her arms pressed against her sides, and then, and we then, using wind, forced ourselves forward. We remained underwater for about three hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> so just like sitting there, sort of like looking at their watches, like... It's the the meat of the day, right? We got a lot we could, you know. I brought the fresh fruit. You want, you hungry for flatbread? <laughs> I will be in two and a half hours. <laughs> Are we like going to check out any of the wire life? Because it makes it sound like they're just sort of like sitting there with their arms crossed, like seeing how long they can stay down there. And I want to, I just want to correct you. This was not. He doesn't have the ability to, to breathe underwater. He barrowed the ability of the fish that's to right. breathe he, underwater. He barrowed them. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> What is up with our authors and Barrow? We had oh we, yeah wow wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow. Yeah, they, and we have Barrow instead of Barrow. 
Wow. They just really get hung up on words that are <laughs> adjacent to Barrow. Man. Yeah, isn't that weird? The web, the tangled web these books leave. Yeah, string board. Uh, it then gets to another perspective shift. We start getting first-person perspective as hope, which is this off-putting and weird. So weird and baffling. And it just turns, it's like a light switch, right? It's on and off just like that. And it's just yeah. up to you to decide, when am I doing this? No indication whatsoever. <laughs> she just says, having the ability to breathe underwater was one of the most bizarre things I have ever been a part of. I stood and motioned to him that I was going to sleep. In kind, he came to me. We left the fire burning as to keep us warm as the night passed. I checked the PDF. It's the same. There's no break, no indication. It just goes to her perspective. Yeah, so it's been Lorton's perspective and now her perspective, neither of which have uh, given you any indication of that being the case. And Mm -hmm. that's... Uh, you know, like we talked about with the second person in uh, Bright Lights, Big City, this is just a bold new innovation in storytelling. I'd say. <laughs> I mean, you know, Game of Thrones would those books like change perspective with every chapter. You know, you get Tyrion's perspective oh, and sure. Cersei's, but then never in the middle of a chapter does it all of a sudden, without warning, change to another yes. perspective. But this is useful because it shows, you know, sort of like why she's she wants more physical intimacy, and it says, uh, you know, we weren't married as mortals. So we don't have the right to do this this far. His hesitation concerning the matter angered me to the highest degree. So it's a little bit of tension in what has ever seemed like, other than disputes over hides, to be a fairly um, perfect relationship. But, I mean, they, they better get married as mortals soon, because otherwise she's not, uh, she can't take it anymore. Uh, Donata, man. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> um, so her perspective doesn't last that long, except it gets to... And I don't know if you have anything before the... uh, I know you have the same note as I do. Sure, yeah, I do. Uh, This, I I don't know, credit where it's due? I did laugh. Um, She says... Oh, no, he says. I was wondering where you ran off to. I made something to eat. I caught a large snake rattler, I think, comma, any way I cooked it. He smiled as he viewed me with my lack of clothing. <laughs> so, so this is... <laughs> I don't know whether to credit that with an actual joke. Snake rattler? A snake rattler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if you give him the benefit of the doubt and say, I caught a large snake rattler, I think... Oh, okay. I didn't even think that. I just thought oh. it was like a Canadian thing or something. You know, it's like the first oh. time I went to a Canadian fishing trip and the guy was cranking, our guide was cranking Stompin' Tom Connor, oh, which nice. I'd never heard of. And, and we're like, oh, what is this? This is whole, this fun music, you know? And he goes, Stompin' Tom Connor. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, what were the words you just said? It's stomping Tom Connor. Like, we were idiots. Yeah. And, like and so I just thought... This, the Beatles. Yes. This is the Beatles. What? <laughs> what? what are those words? And that's what I thought snake rattler was uh, was a thing. Just like, a kylobism? I caught me a snake rattler over from... The, so I caught us a snake, comma, rattler, I think. 
But if also, look, imagine any given snake. You find a snake in your yard, you're out in the woods, you, you pick up a snake. Me and you probably do not have the ability to identify this snake with any certainty. We could be like, uh, oh, maybe not. this is a rat snake. But a, a rattlesnake would be the one snake that any idiot <laughs> it would be like, well, it has a rattle on its tail. Therefore, I'm just going to cast my lot in with the rattlesnake being the genre of snake that it fills. So... You know that is true. It is like uh, you can't screw that one up. <laughs> <laughs> and so earlier she was just flashing a thigh. Now she is fully emerged, like you know Phoebe Cates or the girl in Showgirls, out of the pool, no clothes. And this idiot is just sitting here, being like, "Got you a snake, honey. <laughs> Put some clothes on so you can eat some of this." She's like, "What the hell is it going to take with this guy?" <laughs> like. Oh, once again, he's maybe it's the the humor thing, like of the stealing the blankets. It's like the old joke about like, you know, I tried to spice up our marriage. I came to the door wearing only saran wrap. My husband said, what, leftovers again? Oh, my God. You know, that's, that's what she's doing. And he's like, caught your rattler snake. Oh, this guy. The least erotic meal to possibly eat before that. Yeah. Rattlesnake didn't factor into nine and a half weeks or whatever. Uh, um, so after they have the barbecue rattlesnake, um, he, it goes back to her perspective again. And oh, yes, yes. And they, I thought they were going to go for it this time. It says, I had all but put on my shirt when I was interrupted by him. He pushed my hair off my face and behind my ears. His gaze pressed against both sides of my face. He then tilted my, yeah, sorry, titled my head back. He, like, like you would get, get a new car title. He titled my head back slightly, only to meet his gaze. A long kiss followed. My hair still dripped of water. It fell down my face and onto our lips. He smiled at this breaking from me only briefly to dry his now wet face. He pulled my shirt the rest of the way down moments before it just covered my chest. We then resumed kissing for a bit longer. So the rarely seen dress someone in the middle of a makeout session is his uh, bold innovation. I thought we were going to get it, but oh well. And then they pretty much do another, uh, what do you want to do today? I don't know. <laughs> I... But they're by the council's rules, they're married. Oh well, but not in society, I think. So I, guess. I, I think they're having part. to go on back and do that. Uh, this was also great. He's describing the description of eating the snake, and this was another honest, honest laugh. Um, it was crisp on the outside and nice and juicy on the inside. My instincts took over, and as the blood shot into my mouth, its sweet irony flavor <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> reminded me of his blood and how it tasted. And it's extremely funny to use, uh, you know. The word irony in the Alanis Morissette context as meaning it's kind of uh, ironish. It's yes. like the blood tastes vaguely of iron. It's irony. My now uh, present teeth again uh, uh, capitalized towards <laughs> me. I, I just um, cooking a snake. I don't know. Does it gush with blood once it's cooked? Yeah, I don't know how warm blooded, uh, cold blooded animals work when you slice into them like that. Um, and then, so after it's all over, uh, you, the way you devoured that snake was impressive. The reason I'm laughing, however, is this. <laughs> Your face is covered in blood. You, no, no punctuation. Your face is covered in blood. Your white teeth are now covered in blood as well. So I guess they're, she's known them long enough that she can eat like a pig now. That's like, but like uh... squirting the, like when you eat a piece of beef you just like squeezing it and like your 
Jeez, Connor, uh, meat and three. Your face is covered in blood. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's uh, you, you and your to look white people. teeth. I mean, covered. Oh, uh, in blood. Oh, yeah, we probably should, I should go home before our uh, meet and greet at the uh, live show event to get some of this blood off of my face. And uh, it just <laughs> happens. Teeth. I look like Andrew WK on the cover of I Get Wet. Uh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, it does specify that it was cooked. So that that is interesting. That it, it is cooked. That he cooked the snake. Uh, an important point, I don't want to gloss this over. She says, from her perspective, he was always calm and caring, period. Okay, well, with me, as for demons and other people, that was a completely different issue entirely. <laughs> so the demons are not calm and caring? Well, other people, he's not calm and caring with them. Oh, got it. <laughs> so he's, so this guy is just a real dick just to everybody else except her but except her he's calm and caring with her but otherwise yeah i don't know i mean when when uh slayer presented him with a list of demands and one of the demands was losers help clean up it seemed like he was pretty calm he accepted that without like flying off that's true well keep in mind this is a unreliable narrator because she yells at cinnamon roll bakers (laughs) so her version of what's calm and caring is not exactly trustworthy (laughs) um then we get into some, like uh, like you said, opening up, uh, finding a river running through your house or your foundation or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we go back to a letter from uh, the guy building the uh, castle of Xandrophonus, and they've discovered a portal that demons use to enter Tequiliqua uh, yes. somewhere in the construction. Yeah, this is the, the um, they send, a, the council sends a messenger, right? Mm-hmm. And the messenger is like a young woman, a young girl. Yeah, Selena. A young girl. She sat atop a horse three times too big for her. <laughs> and then uh, White Eagle is like, we got to get you some uh, some water. So the council took a little girl, put her on a horse and said, go, A giant horse. Go ride and bring this message about uh, th- these guys' house. Because we found, yeah, we found a cable running through the basement, and we don't know whether we should cut it, and we need them to come back. It was like, we got to get you some water. It's like, the council didn't give you any water? All they gave me was this hide. They said you made a big deal out of hides earlier, and they wanted to make sure you had a hide. Yeah, so she, so then they go back, and then he just talks to Nay about, oh, like, yeah, we got this thing. You know, as soon as we backhoed the basement, we found this portal to the demons. Yeah, I mean, and I could let, let it stay in there, but, like, if you really want to be up to code, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want, but the code says you've got to remove demon portals. Uh, otherwise, next, if you ever sell this place, I know you're probably not looking to sell that quickly, but it might not, that might might be a problem when they get it inspected. That could hold up this whole sale, but I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, that, see, the problem is, once we open it up, I mean, I can't pretend I didn't see this, you know, <laughs> so, like... Uh, you're the one who wanted that wall. I tear the wall off. I see the bad wiring. I can't just wall it back up. I got to fix the wiring. You understand and, what I'm talking about here. Yeah. And I, at this point in time, I'd like to remind you that all estimates were for, you know, did not take into account uh, a cost that we could not foresee. So this is like going demon to, chambers, demon chambers, uh, and any, anything demon related, if I'm being honest, is something that's going to incur a substantial extra cost here. And so, you know, when we do the pool out back, um, I can't say with any certainty we're not going to find another demon portal there. I'm just warning in advance. Probably yeah. not. People normally, they just did the one demon portal thing. 
because uh, this was built in the what? In the yeah. uh, B.C., like 1000? Yeah. 1000 B.C., they were doing a lot of those. That's yeah. like there, there was like the Magnolia of their time. The, yeah, that was the were, trend. So yeah. we'll see. I'm just warning you. I just don't want you to be surprised. I don't want to have to send a little kid on a three times too big horse with yeah. no water again. And I notice you are bearing your claws, so we, we, we can we can negotiate that. Uh, we can negotiate. Well, we'll stick to the estimate. Yeah, you know, the, the demon removal will be on the house. I see panther eyes on her. Sir, you you got to control your little lady there because she's flashing <laughs> panther eyes. All right. I'm going to get back to work. I just want to leave folks to know. <laughs> and so, having heard that from the contractor... White, the Hope, jumps into the water and, like, checks all this out. She goes and yeah. looks at this altar where a 10-year-old boy is dead on it, I guess. Yes. A small boy, about 10, guessing from his size. <laughs> so then what do you do? Thus, I place my hand on the skull. And and that gives her, uh, she witnesses what has happened, which is a vision from the past. Yes. Um, and... Uh, the vision was sort of like the uh, a parent, like who says um, he, the demons killed him. He died soon after their defeat. Curse all their houses. Well, some good can come of this in the future. I order you to preserve my son's body as well as you can. Which you know, that's a father who just saw his son murdered by demons. I think there was like videos of like you know when the Detroit Lions lost in the playoffs a week ago. There was like <laughs> some of their fans were you know breaking TVs and stuff. They were more distraught than this guy when demons murdered his son. So. Uh, but she, I watched the vision with much intensity, critiquing every detail over and over, <laughs> critiquing them. So like, oh, great vision. So cliche. No, next part of the vision, please. <laughs> critiquing it. Oh, you, oh, you dressed your kids like that. Designer clothes. Huh? It seems a little uh, bougie for a little kid like this, but that's, okay. um, I don't know how they did it back in the demon realm, so... Sure. Looks like they let their kid have a little too much screen time, probably, too. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, we, so, they, the council is there. I guess the council just comes out, too. Like, maybe he sent a rider out to the council. Yeah. Once they gave that girl some water, they were like, while you're here, go and get the rest of the council. Go track down Fireball. Go track down whatever, Red Eagle. Yeah. We bowed then, awaited the commands of the council. However, they seemed as unsure as to what to do as we both were. Now we had only to wait and see what turns up. That was when we should have been preparing for a battle. Nearly a week passed. We stayed at the estate, only going to buy food once. <laughs> so wait, the council's the one who sent the little girl out with no water and the message. <laughs> and they don't remember why they did that? They were, we were unsure? Yeah, we were kind of hoping you'd know what to make of the girl with no water. That's uh, <laughs> That was our sort of desperate gambit here. Ah, we have arrived. We heard the girl. She made... Oh, she lived? Oh, and you came back. Um, Cancel so the what... statue in honor of the dead girl. Let's... <laughs> so what shall we do, O Council? Um, yeah, we have definite plans. Demon war? Maybe hang out for a week? Okay, we shall do your as you command. As long as you got plenty of food. <laughs> About that. We do. <laughs> do you want to put yeah. your tent in the back of my truck? I'll yeah. carry it with me. That's fine. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Fireball, you put combos on the shopping list when you go for food. You really want me to bring you back combos? I mean, because I'll get them if you want. But like, come on, man. Like, what are we? Stoners at a gas station? 
Uh, and then he gets, so there's a weird vision. Then they're supposed to hang out until the scheduled war begins. Again, it's on the schedule. It's the war is taking its damn time. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gets a message to go because there's a, a girl who's underwater. Yep, a, a messenger like kicks, rips his door off the hinges to burst in like the Kool-Aid <laughs> right. man and be like, Master, there's a girl who's being held by a demonic force that the local mages and wizards aren't able to break. So they've got like, you know, it's like a, a minor league baseball team in a town. Be like, we got some local wizards. They're not up to par of like, you know, they're not like yeah. big league wizards. <laughs> like They can't break this demonic force's power. But then the, the messenger breaks his door off the hinges? Like, yeah, settle hey, down I'm, with that. I'm like. the king, man. What? <laughs> so he goes to the spot. No word on whether it's Lake Ney or not. I don't know. I, I, right. I didn't write it down. A d- different mass of water. I viewed only the girl's black hair floating on the water's surface. Otherwise, the rest of her was still held underwater. <laughs> I quickly granted her water breathing and began to examine her. Wait. So without, she was just a normal, unable to breathe underwater, but the demons were holding her underwater while a messenger went, broke his hinges off, and went to get him, and she was still alive? <laughs> underwater? It, it could be like uh, the demon was holding her there and also gre- letting her breathe through the... I don't... Yeah, you're right. It is, it is worth questioning. <laughs> Come on. But did he have to barrow this water-breathing ability oh, from a new did. local fish? I'm he not sure. He did have to barrow it. Um, so then he, he frees her, and it says, standing bef- this is burying the lead, standing before me was Manchi, along with Slayer and a mass of loyal Yukats. We have not mentioned, I don't think we've actually met Manchi before. He has always been alluded to as Slayer's right-hand man, but it's hilarious to be like, oh, you know, Manchi, all right. <laughs> Fine, nice to finally meet you. Slayer talks about you all the time. It's like it's we just so like, weird. Like I've heard the like Manchi, 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 and everyone's like, you don't know Manchi, so <laughs> like put her there, man. It is so great to finally put a name to the face. That's amazing. Hang on, let me get this ten-year-old girl out of the water. Um, you know, <laughs> gir, gir, ten-year-old girl, you met Manchi. I see you're still like coughing up water. Um, we'll introduce you once you're done with that. Uh, so. He gets pulled, so Manchi holds him, right? Mm-hmm. Does Manchi hold him or Slayer? Oh, I, uh, I he, be, he tried to... to lunge at Slayer only to notice I am held <laughs> by Manchi. So. Mikey's got a, fe- a feather touch. You don't, you don't notice you're being held by him until you try to lunge. That's true. Uh, so then uh, I guess it's an action scene happens, but this made me laugh. Without warning, and to that of which I am grateful, White Eagle flies past me, P-A-S-S-E-D, and clamps her steel talons down into Slayer, carrying him into the sky. She then proceeds to stab him in the chest as she speeds downward only to slam him into the ground. This act throws Manchi's attention away from me, allowing me to be free. (laughs) Oh, uh, hang on. I'm slightly distracted by <laughs> Slayer being carried into the sky by steel talons, then stabbed in the chest and slammed into the ground at high speed. Like, I, I'm i sorry if I can't do two things at once. <laughs> I'm mildly distracted. I it is it. not necessarily something you see every day. And, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so is Slayer going to be upset by that? Being like, damn it, Machi, you're supposed to maintain, you know, your military gaze. Or is it going to be like, uh, you know, a, l- a little help here, Machi. Like, you're being distracted <laughs> once I'm slammed into the ground. Like, I wanted your help once she had pierced my main artery with her teeth. Let the guy go for a second and come and help me. <laughs> yeah. So Machi does not make a great first impression. He's sort of like, a, you know, a, 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 a second in command that is not super competent here. Hanchi Manchi. <laughs> uh, Man- both- Manchichi was a, a like a toy from the eighties, like cute little like monkeys, oh, really? like right? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Manch. Uh, we both watched then as her small teeth again capital teeth. Yeah. He panics and capitalizes teeth clamped into his neck, justly turning her eyes solid black. She quickly pierced the main artery and removed her teeth. <laughs> so, Put him in a bedside jar, oh, like my grandparents. He then began to bleed to death. He began to. She quickly did the <laughs> same to Manchi, and we finished off the U-Cats, which stands for, of course, I don't have to tell you. On, on, on Universal on Nights? Universal Nights. <laughs> There was On only t- there was only twenty, so it didn't take long. Okay. So she went and put her teeth back in, and then went and pierced the arteries artery of then... twenty U-cats, which doesn't take long. So there you go. And then that immediate sentence after that is the one thing I was certain of. So the one thing, the one thing I was certain of was that Kira could fight well. And she looked exactly like her mother. (laughs) (laughs) The unforced error. And so, to catch everybody up, this is Kira, whose name Ney had been carving into a throne in a previous, when he met him earlier. This is their daughter who has been sent back from the future through some sort of portal. Okay, I did not know that earlier, right? Was I supposed to pick up on that when Ney was carving? Of course you you were not supposed to. Okay, all right. Yeah, this is just uh, another, it's like how they shifted perspective earlier, but didn't really tell you that until several paragraphs. This is my daughter, Kira, and you're, you've got to go back in the book to sort of like find out what this means. Okay, your daughter. Okay, so she flies in, does all this, then they're like, who are you? And she's like, my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm your daughter. Yeah. But she doesn't say from the future. Uh, well, he says very quickly after that, we were going to send her back to the future right away. But instead, we kept her in the present for a few days. <laughs> she knew all about the coming war, and she said that I used to tell her about it all the time, so I used her knowledge to stay one step ahead of Slayer and his massive army. I thought they had just bitten Slayer's main artery and left him to bleed to death, but... Um, uh, yeah, that's confusing. Know, that oh, wait, here's confusing, too. We flew home. Kira rode on Hope's back as she flew beside me. So Hope can fly as well. Hope can fly like Superman. Um, and you can sit ah. on her back. Okay. And so Kira then... can also fly, we learned later. So I don't know why she hide to fly on Hope's back at this point in time. Maybe she didn't know where they were going. <laughs> okay. So they go, they take their daughter from the future and they go to, I forget where they go, but they go because they bought ingredients to make paella. <laughs> so their daughter from the future is like, sure, I guess I'll go have paella with you. Mm-hmm. Right? And she so says, they... I, we should have some of your paella. I like it a lot, and mom does too. So in the future, she likes the paella, so she asks him to make it back in the present. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. 
And then they start cooking the paella. <laughs> or he starts it. As I cooked, Kira and Hope talked about various topics. Oh, man. Well, it's nice to see you. Uh, what things do you do normally? <laughs> I write like Dad. I've started a book. Also, I like this guy, but you're kind of are being protective. <laughs> so that's their kitchen talk. So, daughter from the future, what kinds of things do you enjoy doing? <laughs> I mean, to their credit, they're not immediately like, you know, who wins the next five Super Bowls? we got to get some money on these topics. Exactly. <laughs> what are the lottery numbers on? Uh, wow. Uh, and then, too, yeah, she says that. She says that me and Ryu Tran for an hour a day. That's her brother, whose name was also carved into a uh, into a throne. Oh, and it just, but he's not the 10-year-old who died. No, that was Black Will's son, right? Black Will's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just... Um, that was a uh, one-off. The one they saw the vision through. Yeah, I don't think that was... Okay, all right. That's not... Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, this is also great. It says, so he's, he's been preparing the paella. They've been talking about various topics. And then uh, uh, our main guy says, uh, uh, good, I have one more question before we eat. When did the war against the blood order start? I would prefer an exact date. It's like, yeah, let's clear that up before we dig into this paella. That seems sort of like an important thing to really uh, get settled, daughter from the future. <laughs> um, this also, the, the, uh, he does dialogue very poorly, as we know. Yes. And this is very confusing. Uh, this is in quotes. I don't know who's talking. All right. New topping. New topic. Oh. Interrupted hope. New topic. Hum. Let's see. Oh, I got one. I think. Tell us about your likes and dislikes and maybe something about your brother. Hope demanded. <laughs> hope is talking to herself. <laughs> Interrupted hope. New topic. Let's see. Oh, I think I got one. Tell me about your likes and dislikes and maybe about your brother. Hope demanded. Inter yeah, Hope is interrupted herself. Yes. The stage directions are often on the line uh, above the one that they are actually describing, which is another bold innovation in the storytelling uh, department. As his use of justly. Oh, what is justly. Because remember we used in the last episode, he used likeness, likeness. To, to mean a fondness for something. Yes. He has been using justly in this one, but I can't. I have no idea what he's uh, using it for. Uh, like rightly or track tracking with reality i don't know okay. what he's i don't know what truly yeah truly okay. i don't know <laughs> uh but so he does if, just to make sure everyone is on board uh and we're worried that they might not describe the paella you do get a taste of the uh the paella how it tasted uh mm, it's a ripoff it, though is it well i think so oh what the do you food got? consisting of paella salad and drinks was very good and well cooked it contained numerous flavors as well as nice textures upon one's tongue. I wanted more from the salad and the drinks is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks. I mean, the paella was good. What kind of salad? <laughs> how did that go in your... Did you insert it in your mouth? Like, how did it work? And drinks? Was it rosehip tea? What was it? What, <laughs> what, why are you leaving this out? It does specify that both the salad and drinks were well cooked, so that's important to, uh, to know. <laughs> Not just the paella; they, they really cooked up the salad. Yes, but yeah, that sounds like you know the, uh, the, the to serve man aliens being like, please, Earthlings, eat this delicious meal. It will provide numerous flavors as well as nice <laughs> textures upon one's tongue. 
Um, okay, more uh, dialogue madness here. Uh, so Hope suggests they take, uh, like, they're just killing time eating paella, right? Cooking mm-hmm. salads. And Hope suggests, um, like, hey, I know what we can do. You know, instead of let's go to Chuck E. Cheese, she's like, let's go take our future daughter to the council and just have a meet uh, Greybeard or Grey Panther or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then his reply is, no, <laughs> absolutely not. If they know of her coming from the future, you know what they will do. They will either kill her or send her back without asking how we feel about that <laughs> so as to not disrupt future events. She began to calm down. <laughs> okay, Dad, I think Mom doesn't agree with this idea. You're I, goddamn right I don't agree with <laughs> I replied sarcastically. So I don't well, know sar- who's talking. His sarcastic reply is, do you think? So he gets a little, uh, he gets a little like, you know, sassy Marvel movie there. Okay. So that just happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the council is worried about a butterfly effect. I don't know how she got here in the first place, but they're worried about sending her back and forth and what all this might do. So um, she came, to- bit people in the neck and took her teeth out. Got trapped underwater by a demon that the minor league wizards couldn't free her from. Okay. All right. So then they send her back or whatever. Uh, they, they hang around with her a little while longer. They go to, uh, they, they fly away with her to the province of Yusoji in its capital of Wraith. <laughs> um, seems like Wraith might be just a town name that you might attract more tourists if you weren't naming it Wraith, but that's just me. Sure. Oh, that's um, right, because they, they fly and they say, it was a warm July, the air was cool. <laughs> so. Oh, that's perfection. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I missed that completely. Uh, but then they, so they go to a hotel, of course, and then they, uh, believe it or not, this hotel serves breakfast. And so they... Uh, <laughs> oh, this is where the serving. Yeah, they go to a Days Inn in Wraith. Right. Because they were flying around and they're like... And they said they talked for two or three minutes about whether they should just fly home or just stay at the Days Inn. So they go yeah, like, pretty, let's stay at the Days Inn. Pretty much every conversation they have is, what do you want to do today? I'm fine. I'm easy. Whatever you want to do. Well, we can eat or we can just go home. And then they usually decide to eat and then eventually go home later. So uh, here's the first breakfast they have. There was just... <laughs> general <laughs> there breakfast. Was, there was just general breakfast foods. Eggs, bacon, bacon, potatoes, omelets, separate than eggs, biscuits, and some different drinks. So I'm sorry, you're going to get no more drink description. Mm-hmm. I made myself a plate and had finished it in about 10 minutes just before White Eagle and Kira woke, looking like they had not combed their hair in weeks. So just a big, you know, uh, twist the knife to his beloved wife and uh, new daughter from the future. He's just like, comb those rat's nests out before you grace us with your presence. So was he like, had already like slicked his hair over with, uh, you know, Vitalis or something. And like, they were flying at 6,000 miles an hour and went to the days in. And then his daughter and wife wake up and he's like, (laughs) you look like shit warmed over. (laughs) Well, he he does. He slicks his hair back in the first chapter because that improves his his aerodynamics. So so you'd think he'd help them with that tip or at least tell them to, you know, get their hair into a a shortcut or something. Yes. Uh, and this, and this uh, in their hotel room, I think this is one of the most bizarre things to say to yourself in a hotel room as you wait right. for your mistress and future daughter to get out of the days in bathroom. Because that's what okay. he's like, go clean yourself up. He says to himself, this is in quotes, all of it in quotes. 
I, according to personal knowing, made Hope's plate, but I hadn't even the slightest idea as to Kira's preference of foods. I, in turn... Dad? Are you all right out there? Hang on. I, in turn, allowed her to make her own plate. About an hour passed, and they emerged from the now steam-filled bathroom, clothed and washed with water still dripping slightly from their hair's tips. Dad. Dad. Dad, I'm going back to the future right now. Yeah. Dad, you don't do this in the future. Like, what is happening right now? This That's is all in quotes. He says Earthlings, that. according to personal knowing, we have prepared the <laughs> plates you know, of food <laughs> according to our cookbook to serve man. Wow. But then, so then he tells her, he says, it's my turn to bathe, Kira. I didn't make your plate due to lack of knowledge of what you like. Anyway, I am going to bathe now. Both of you eat. We are going today to buy you a weapon, Kira. What kind do you use? So she's like, well, we did just eat paella. And like, you know, you told me what's here. I'm going to eat what is available. Because this is like a Hampton Inn buffet, I guess, that you're serving all this stuff from. Yeah, and and, and it's all on the cart, right? So like, you don't need to fix me a yeah, plate. I'll take I'm, care of it. I'm from the future. What is she, you, 16, right? 10, I thought. Oh, okay. I thought she said I was dating. I like a guy, and I thought she said something about. Oh, it. maybe I can't date until I'm sixteen. Oh, now. maybe that was it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I mean, he also made them shower because they looked so god awful oh. when they got out of bed, and that's what. So presumably, their breakfast is ice cold at that point in time too. Like very on the cold. room service tray. They had an hour in the back. Cold hotel eggs, one of the worst things you could subject oh. someone to. But okay, so they're talking about what they're going to do with their day, and then here's. Just then, Dad emerged from the bath. So I assume we flipped perspectives again. Give that 20 minutes, man. That's a... (laughs) Do not. (laughs) Just then, Dad emerged from the bath, quickly wielding his bow, comma, and quiver full of arrows. It sat nicely upon his back, (laughs) and his bow rested within the quiver inside the arrows. So he tears the hinge off and is just like looking around uh, in case there's any demons in there. So his, you know, dad gut is hanging out. He's got the towel around his uh, waist. <laughs> you know, he can Monty, just, you in here. You can just see a little bit of like, dad, dad, pull the towel up. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm wielding my bow and arrow right now. <laughs> Quickly. Dad, you are so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Cringe <laughs> to the max cringe possible of cringe. What if the guy comes back for the cart and you're... I don't care who sees me like this. Who, do I, yeah. who am I trying to impress? I'll give him a firm handshake and say, you you take care of my daughter. I'll say, good biscuits, good omelets. You know, the eggs were good, too. <laughs> oh, uh, So th- I think they go to the market. Mom look, gets, looks for meat to cook for supper that night. They stew, go to look at stew, the, I'm assuming. For stew, yes. Yeah, they're, 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 give me some stew meat. Uh, stew meat mixture. They go to look at a selection of bows, and they are buying a uh, uh, fine like elven bow or something. He, he doesn't even like, haggle because he says price is not concerning to me. He's either very thrifty at times or just is like, don't give a fuck about money. I can buy whatever I want to. And then he, uh, she does mention, this is when he mentions a uh, sword and dagger that he gave them for Christmas. So they do, they're celebrating Christmas in the future as well. So their, their okay. faith remains constant. That's good to see. Good. Um, and then uh, he buys her a bow. The day passes quicker than I anticipated. Well, Dad and Mom, I will see your older selves in the future. It was good to see you as you were before the war, I stated, and I hugged them both. <laughs> Dad sent me back to the future, and now all was well. Oh, I put that. The tone of that is just hilarious. Yeah. 
Well, Dad and Mom, uh, I will see your older selves in the future. Good to see you. <laughs> it's like uh, it's up there with the sorry I copied your wife from Ready Player Two. I think just like <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, uh, good to see you as you were before the war ravaged you. That's uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, buy buy Dogecoin. That really <laughs> good for the, uh, the put it put it all in there. You'd be shocked how how, how prevalent its use is ten years in the future. Uh, what's your uh, what what are you invested in? You're heavily in now. Uh... Uh, what's the little mine? Helium? Helium. Oh, yeah. Big. She goes off big time. Yeah. She's doing her own pump and dump scandal from the future. Like, <laughs> hold that one, baby. <laughs> that, that's her butterfly effect. All right. So here, once again, need the map. Because he says, we also had already. We also had already. Oof. We also had already some weapons made for the war. But would need many more. So I summoned Lord, comma, Lorne into Katosia and gave him orders to duplicate the finest sword, comma, as well as shields, armor, and a lot of other weapons. Okay. <sighs> How Where? far is Katosia from Rex Hilo? I want to... I don't know where Katosia is. This is the first thing I'm seeing as the mention of Katosia. So, so Katosia is their pyramid home. Well, I thought that was Tatiliqua. Uh, I thought that is, was a region. I thought Tatiliqua okay. was Katosia is their pyramid with okay. I thought. And where's Rolus Tilium? That's the island they had to. That's where the war is going to be. Yes, that's where the war is going to be. That's where what is his name? Sathor. And General Psalm. Sathor has a place as near Iris, four miles away from Iris and Isis's place. Okay. And this is where they're preparing for the first battle of the war, which I thought they'd been doing that the whole time they'd been in the book, but we are still here preparing. Yes. I thought I don't think he's you know, he knows how to write a battle sequence, so I think we're getting a lot of preparing throughout okay. the course of this book. <laughs> uh, and then this. This is very puzzling to me. All was going well, and so we left. We entered Iris at about noon. The hot, late June sun was high overhead. Oh, I thought you just said it was July. Exactly. So this is 11 <laughs> months later. So their daughter overstayed her two days and stayed for 11 months. Wow. Making her thus 11 when she goes back to the I, future. I guess. I cannot figure that one out. I think I can think of a pretty easy explanation for it, actually. But. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm reading a book. I'm going to be literal about it. It's not my pride. I can't keep track of the... Uh, but, okay, yes, you're right. Star is in charge of watching over Tatilaqua from their place in Katosia Castle. So there you go. Yeah. And then um, uh, they go back home to just spend a weekend with their respective parents. Mm-hmm. Um and so he goes back to, they both go back to Ohio, but they're going to just, you know, sort of split up. It's like, you know, when, when Lauren and I would come home before we were married early on, like she'd go to her parents for Thanksgiving. I'd go to mine, you know, some, yeah. you started getting together once you were, you know, had made it official type of thing. Yeah. Um, and so he sort of shows up at his parents and uh, his dad has got to be, yeah, like you said, either a drunk or like the most chill, like McConaughey kind of stoner. Being, he's just sort of like. Good to see you, boy. Like, you know, how long has it been? Oh, man. All right. <laughs> oh, has it been that? Oh, man. What have I been doing? Like, Dad, it's all right, man. Go back to, all right, I'll, 
I'll check you later. <laughs> Sounds good, boy. Good to have you back. His exact words are, What have you been up to? I've hardly seen you all summer. I'm surprised his mom lets you stay there so much. <laughs> so meaning <laughs> Philip, his brother Lorthon, who is now living in his realm as well. Uh, but before his dad says that, this is a great, just insanely needless specificity in this book. I turned on some music and began to read a book. I read the book long enough that I finished four chapters, which meant I had only three left before its end. Now the clock read 751. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Keep us, keep us updated on the exact time it is and how many books are le- chapters are left in the book you're reading. <laughs> uh, so the dad says cut the grass, whatever. <laughs> so uh, wait, wait. He has his brother's not Philip, right? Did you say brother? His brother is not Philip. His brother is about to enter the picture here. Yeah, his his older brother, which I did not know that he had an older brother. Was that mentioned before? I, he mentioned he had two sisters who date uh, guys that he doesn't approve of, who are like right. deadbeats. Okay, so yeah. he's a pretty large family. Yeah, um, but uh, so, so that maybe that's why they didn't notice him. There's just all these kids around, and if one goes missing for an entire school year, it's sort of like, oh man, I used I thought we used to have four of these kids, and now there's only three. Man, oh whatever. <laughs> And then, um, oh, this just, I, st- I don't know where this comes. I'm sorry. I just wrote this down because it uh, stuck out to me so much. The tree stuff. We met in one of the nearby fields by my house. I remember well the sensation of hitting a tree at such <laughs> high speeds, and the tree broke and fell shattered at my feet. They, uh, what is going on with people being thrown people into are being trees? forced into trees. In our books. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, the analog to this is very much like Larry and Denise, but written by a, you know, teenage uh, World of Warcraft enthusiast as opposed to the Jimmy Buffett guy. So you can see, you know, just sort of a different approach to the same subject matter. Oh, sorry. That was, uh, now I got the context. That was a memory he had of the first time that he fought Slayer. Okay. He uh, uh, killed him. The Slayer killed him. I think they both died, but then Zozer <laughs> brought him back to life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you get another vicious description of violence. You know, skin being peeled off, uh, hanging off your skin, yeah. like loose string. But then uh, the end wasn't as it seemed because Zozer soon lifted me and granted me new life. Uh, hey, Zozer, do you know my friend Manchi? You dudes are <laughs> totally going to hit it off, man. It you is guys all- are going to party like... Oh, like demons, like slayers, man. Zozer's on the top, like, of uh, you know, waiting to jump into the pool. He's like, I'm not doing it until you start chanting my name. Zozer, Zozer. Zozer's been mentioned once before. It says, uh, when, he, when he first befriended uh, White Eagle, I previ- oh, yeah. I even showed her how Zozer works. So that's oh. the only other time he's been mentioned, or it's been oh, mentioned. Oh, okay. I, what this is and how it, you know, how he works is not something we're privy to at this point in time. Oh, and during the fight, his first fight with the demon, his skin from his now exposed side hung like loose string after my claws made contact. His ability to breathe lessened. His lungs were exposed under his hanging skin. The air forced <laughs> them back. He got one final attack before I finished him off. He sliced my throat. Uh, he used a spike to un- his uncovered lungs. Then Good they both Lord. died. So. <laughs> and that's when Zozer intervened. Yeah, I was 11 at the time. <laughs> yeah, and so that makes even more like when he got the uh, provision from Slayer about everyone cleaning up after the losers is uh, 
this is something they've had in their past as well. Spikes yes. and lungs and skin flaps. <laughs> and his, his main takeaway from this battle is, I was reminded that I wasn't above everything. God was my better and I had to listen to him. I had chosen to fight on his side against all demons. So it just uh, reinforces his theology, this reminiscent uh, yeah. of uh, the fight to the death with, uh, with, with Slayer, not with Zozer, sorry. Um, so his brother wakes him up by stabbing a pen into his foot, which mm-hmm. he th- thinks is part of his demon memory. Okay. But it's his older brother, uh, and he, he sat up only avoiding the ceiling by inches. And so I think a bunk bed, maybe he's on a bunk bed, but I think later he says he's sort of in the attic or something. Okay. Um, so his brother says, uh, it's about time you got up. He says, I just wanted to wake you. It's 1130, <laughs> almost noon. <laughs> and then this, why does he have to do this? He says, uh, I just wanted to wake you. Um, I made some cream of wheat and was wondering if you wanted some. Ah, the never-ending mixture. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this uh, is another, there's ever-present pork. His hands are trembling for all time. And there's always a pot of cream of wheat. Is it like Streganona's pasta pot, where it's just constantly <laughs> bubbling over with, uh, with cream of wheat? Or is he, are you supposed to say it like uh, Orson Welles in the Paul Masson commercial? Ah, oh, the never-ending mixture. <laughs> oh, this cream of wheat is vintage dated. It's provided it's by Paul Masson. Fermented in the bottle. <laughs> oh, the never-ending mixture. I don't... I, and, and it's noon. <laughs> what are you making cream of wheat at? Well, it's 11.30, almost noon. Almost noon. Please. So I don't know. I wrote, what does this mean with... I think 11 question marks after that in response to all the never ending mixture. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, so his brother and he, so it's noon. Okay. They've talked enough now. Well, tonight I think we should go to a restaurant and eat. I will pay (laughs) only if we can go fishing in the morning. Okay. That's, that wasn't one of my favorite things to do, but it wasn't too bad. Okay. That's fine. I just need to buy a license. We sat and ate the food and watched some well-missed TV. We then afterwards gathered all the necessary equipment and food for the fishing trip. We ended up fishing until just about five in the afternoon. What is and he didn't catch anything. But so the next morning they went fishing? Oh, right. They were going to do that the next day. Yeah. Only if we can go fishing in the morning. He's not referring to... It's noon. It's not the morning now. You can't... You don't say, well, you're eating cream of wheat. No, what? They've got something other than cream of wheat. Uh, the so, well-missed food. Oh, no. The, the food and the well-missed TV. The well-missed TV. We just went from July to June in this book. Okay. So if it's going to be the morning that they're fishing until the next day, I think we need to do that. I also think it's hilarious that he has specified twice. He told his dad... Uh, that he wanted to go to the movies with him and he would pay as well. So he's just like yes, tossing around his money, like, you know, buy yourself something nice, Dad. Like, <laughs> it's two bucks because that's what you're worth. <laughs> but it's also as being like, as the all power being, he still is like abiding by the uh, local ordinances regarding fishing licenses and like yes. weight limits and stuff. 
So presumably, I think what he's saying is that he and his brother are like, hey, what should we do tonight? Uh, well, tonight um, we'll go, you know, get some food somewhere if you'll pay, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not going to go. And then like, but we need to fish this morning. So they went off and bought a license, bought a- equipment at, before noon ticked over into the afternoon, I guess. Yeah. But then they fished till five. And then uh, they decided to go to the restaurant. One quick question. Where are we going? Some Mexican restaurant. I don't remember the name of it, but the food's good and prices are reasonable. <laughs> the food's good and prices are reasonable. All three of those things are reasonable. <laughs> uh, just the Mexican thing. What is happening with his... Okay, we get it. You like Mexican food. <laughs> But then previously, right before he's done that, excuse me, he writes a note to his, uh, he says, a friend of mine, and he, he mm, does it very mm-hmm. suspiciously. He writes, hope, a note, and when he writes it, he ends it by saying, write back with much love, with much love, Sue, Esposo, Randolfo. Yeah, what does that mean? I'm sorry, I glossed over that. I, so he I, writes it, you know, Sue Esposo, your husband, Randolfo. Yeah. Is that's the only mention of Randolfo in the book? I looked into it. He okay. just started. He started calling himself Randolfo. Um, I don't know if it's to trick his brother or because he says um, I, I, only mention of it. So that's a, that's a shame. Okay, so I was well, I was totally puzzled, and I thought like I'm not gonna. I don't want to get into. It. <laughs> I'm My just trying to figure out the timeline here. Caleb is also White Bow. It's like Randolfo. It's like a rapper. He's got three different aliases. Okay. He just like whatever. Um, so they go to the uh, Mexican restaurant where uh, they don't remember the name of it, but the foods, good and <laughs> prices are reasonable. They arrived and parked three spaces from the door. Suddenly, James Wen is interested in this book. Like, well, why is that sentence so short? Could we uh, lengthen that a little bit? Yeah. Did you drive around looking for a spot? Did you see a good one but said maybe you right? find one closer? Did you back into it or did you go straight in and then you're going to back out on the way out? How did you And that's it? on the heels of one quick question. Where are we going? Some Mexican restaurant. I don't remember. But the, I mean, that you could imagine that the characters of Redemic having that exact exchange. Yes. <laughs> and then they order this. The, uh, the the waiter takes their order. His English wasn't that good, but I had been learning Spanish at school and from Hope, so I ordered. I told, so again, he's at, these are all Mexican restaurants he's going to. He gets the most basic, you know, like <laughs> gringo order from, I told him I wanted the Supreme Burrito and that my brother <laughs> wanted, comma, the rice and chicken with a side of salsa. As for drinks, we both got sweet tea. So I'm, he he doesn't speak English, but I don't think the language barrier is going to get in the way of you ordering supreme burritos off his menu. It is not. A... <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy shoots back at him to trip him up. Then you'll have the arroz and pollo con salsa. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, Donata. <laughs> and then the uh, what is it? Oh, what he says? What was the letter you sent about the one? Oh, you signed, yes, the one you signed, Randolfo. Uh, okay. Read, yeah. uh, yes, I'll read this. Oh, just a letter to to my wife. <laughs> I suppose the news would leak free eventually. Hopefully he wouldn't believe me. Wife? Yes, that's what I said. It's complicated. I thought for a response. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Um, it's a school project. We must remain married for the summer. 
I created quotation marks in the air with my fingers as I said, married. Is writing letters part of the project? No, I just felt like writing her is all. My phony story held up. This I was glad of, not having to explain it further. Then why did you bring it up in the first place? You could have said literally anything else. You, you probably could also go like, Wave your hand and being like, I didn't say wife. You'll forget yes. that. Like, that's one of your abilities. Just make it that way. Fireball. I, what? What? Why does I he mean, say that? And then go, may- oh, uh, and then does the John Lovitz thing for like four minutes. Uh, uh, wife? Did I say wife? Yeah, I didn't say wife. You said wife. I mean, uh, why? Uh, oh, boy. Oh. Wife. Um, and then we get this, another stunning coincidence all the characters in this movie, I mean, he likes Mexican food and Hope is Mexican. So clearly she's going to be in this restaurant too. But we get this uh, delightful sentence, which I didn't notice until people wrote in about it, but it was one of your favorites. About two hours passed as we ate and talked. So the waiter is like, look, I don't speak English that well, but can you get the hell out of here? Like, I need to turn, <laughs> turn this over, table over. Turn, turn over. You're 16. You're clearly not going to tip well. This has ruined my day. Uh, we were about to leave, but would be delayed further. Kyleb, how nice to see you. A clam woman's voice said from across a few tables. <laughs> so it's the second time he's misspelled calm as clam, but this is describing a clam woman. A clam woman. Oh, so my we, God. We, I we started so looking, trying to find pictures of anthropomorphic clam women, which gets very disturbing <laughs> when they start generating them. Um, but uh, even when I put it into the, uh, Im- the image generator, you say a clam woman, and it's like, oh, this idiot means a calm woman. So it just it just pe- paints these, you know, uh, landscapes where a woman is just sort of serenely looking at this beautiful thing <laughs> over a bench because it won't paint a clam woman unless you say like, an anthropomorphic clam woman. Her shell is her body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is of course uh, this is hope because yep. she's Mexican. She's also having eros pollo con salsa. <laughs> Uh, and they kiss or something? No, um, no, he's, uh, he's, oh, the brother's asking about, like, the story's breaking down. Yeah. Anyway, this is, uh, I'm just gonna, this is a room reference for sure. Okay. While doing this project, have you ever kissed? Her acting was better than I could have expe- expected. She grabbed my chin and turned my head <laughs> to face her. No, and if he even thinks about it, I will beat him so bad his friends will need to rent a house near the hospital for the rest of their lives. My reaction was simple. Yeah, she loves me. Can't you tell some wife she is? I said jokingly. <laughs> what a story, Hope. <laughs> she used to have about a dozen guys. One of them beat her up so bad, ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> oh, Mark. Oh, what a story. What a story. Oh. <laughs> it's too perfect. Uh, yeah, and but her brother says this, which is sort of like a, her brother's been sort of just a, a dumbass going along with this the whole way. But when he meets Hope, he says, "Figures you'd end up with the Mexican for the for the summer." Her smile fell. What is that supposed to mean? Right, so I, I'm not sure what he's he's exactly saying there. And like, I do not know. I mean, and how visibly Mexican is Hope? Is she wearing like you know the like dressed as like Sancho Pancho Villa, like the sombrero? The yes. she had like bandoliers and like. <laughs> Because they live in Ohio. Like, there's no reason to assume that she's Mexican. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Wow. All right. Well, holy moly. Mother of God. 
This is we easily got, the longest we've. We got to stop doing. We got to stop doing this. Uh, yeah. We got to stop doing two chapters at once. There's too much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, we got to read dumb sentences though. People would kill us if we can't do that. Plus, we have a new song we got to play. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's time for us to go and see shallow-sized monstrosities. Dumb sentences for you and me. That was a new dumb sentence song, and we received several new dumb sentence songs uh, from our beloved jackals. Uh, we will put whose song we picked in the episode because, to be honest, we got so many dumb sentence songs that I don't know which one we're going to be using just there. So, thank you, insert name of person who submitted <laughs> dumb sentence song. We will credit you in the description. Uh, here are some of the dumb sentences that were submitted. Obviously, a lot of these are going to be the greatest hits, but uh, we'll go through them quickly. Uh, Mike submitted the food consisting of paella, salad, and drinks. Was very good and very well cooked. <laughs> he, he said he said the, the trick is to put the salads in the broiler and air fry the drinks. That gets them well cooked. Uh, Josh submitted, have you ever been to the Oasis of Life? And mentioned the other connection to the Oasis. The, uh, is that a pickup line from Wade? Uh, Elliot submitted, I have one more rule I heard myself say. The losing side must help clean up the destruction they have caused during the fighting. He said, no battle has ever had such high stakes. Uh, Janelle submitted, this is a long one, each strike I felt as if I were hitting you. Then the blood of the demon made me lose control. I seen your face covered in blood by my hand. Soon you lay unable to breath. I was crying even harder now. I took this stupid, stupid sword. <laughs> And he says, uh, it's, uh, she says, the sentence song says it ends with an exclamation, but there was an exclamation and then an ellipsis after that. So who knows? Uh, it didn't, was not addressed in the old sentence song. Daniel submitted, she never told me what this meant, but I learned the language later, so now I know. And <laughs> that, so that's uh, Denada. And Daniel says, note that he never tells the reader what it means. So I don't know, maybe he's bluffing. Amanda submitted, we sent this mistress to you, Mistress White Eagle, because it has your name on it. <laughs> Uh, Kira, uh, Rick submitted, Kira, I didn't make your plate due to lack of knowledge of what you like. <laughs> Rick submitted, uh, two Ricks back to back. That was weird. Try to avoid such oddness in the future. And then he said, that's uh, the least self-aware sentence in this book I've come across so far. Chris submitted, my dumb sentence of the week comes from when our hero realizes his girlfriend has been replaced by a demon. And the sentence is, What? <laughs> 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 uh, Levi submitted across the lake this is the one we said before across the lake with a shattery figure speeds faster than that of which I know not for any except us to have went thus of which seeds to that of which at this point in time which is I think a justly substitution R. Perot 99 and Daniel both submitted Caleb how nice to see you a clam woman's voice said from across a few tables Augusta and Brian both submitted one of your favorites she obtained a wider smile and I think Augusta submitted there's the emoji that's just the teeth clenching like the it's a very wide smile um, uh, Cynthia submitted uh you know, I never would have imagined in all the time I have been here and seen the things I have that I would get a chance to see my daughter. And Cynthia just said, it would have been more impactful if it had been like a great-great-granddaughter. Because <laughs> with this sentence, it sounds like he was just planning on being an incredibly negligent dad. You know, <laughs> I was going to have a daughter. I was just never planning on seeing yeah. her. Um, 
Uh, Alejandro submitted, uh, both of ancient and modern, our numbers are small, but we will prevail. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ permits us such a victory. The demonic legions of the dark Lord Satan come to crush us. Um, and he says that's the only mention of Jesus in the name. However, Christmas is mentioned later in the book. Thus possible, a cozy Kyla mystery to come. Ah, come Christmas time, nice. you never know. Braden submitted, both of you, please, I will as you eat. <laughs> He said the, the Yoda syntax and lack of context makes it dumb on its own, but it also sounds horrifyingly dirty as well. Uh, <laughs> Nathan said, my claws didn't work, and thus I had to defeat this demon with my bare hands. And he just says, for context, after he says, I have to use, defeat it with my bare hands, the very next thing that happens is White Bow starts kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex and Michaels both submitted the speech, although short, was one of the most awarded speeches of all time. Jeez, um, uh, Balaji submitted, they are paid and in turn they cook. And he says it's a overwrought way to describe the process of having a job. Uh, Keith submitted, we, I, and Kira took up arms against each other in the arena while Hope sat in the living room and read a book. We continued to fight each other until about six in the afternoon, and we started around four. <laughs> uh, Mandy submitted, now having fought Slayer, began building of Xandrophonus. The messenger, arrival of the plans for this castle, and with the many days of peace now behind them, the master and mistress will return to the realm of Iris. And she said, this is the first sentence of the reading. I read it three times. Then I went back to read the chapter before, and they were having a quiet evening at home after their guests left. So he skips over all the action in this one dumb sentence that apparently occurred in one month's time and immediately goes on to talk about how bored they are. <laughs> Jeff and Jan submitted, I would like for you to draw the cover for my book. It's simple, just the white blade's crest and two claws underneath to symbolize the two children the main character has because they are the focus of the book. Um, and that's the one that begins with the phantom comma, which is yes. people were just delighted by that. <laughs> um, Tim submitted, the three-hour trip was slow but relaxing. The border of Rex Hilo was soon inside. I was happy about this. <laughs> Uh, Theodore submitted even in a war between demons there are rules and he just thought he said I feel like demon wars would have fewer roles than normal I don't think that, I don't know you're cheating Hayden. in a demon fight how dare you <laughs> damn you slayer uh, Hayden submitted the hot sun pierced us quicker than that of steel <laughs> Uh, Beth submitted oh this was we already covered we sent this message to Mistress White Eagle because it has your name on it uh, Jeff submitted I told him that I wanted the supreme burrito and that my brother wanted the rice and chicken with a side of salsa um, uh, Jackson submitted she is so much like you in her body attitude and general charm she has my wit writing ability and strength so he sizes up her attitude very quickly and that is very similar <laughs> to his wife's Jeff submitted, the temperature was neither hot nor cold, but more in the middle, <laughs> which is uh, good because it was 72 degrees and getting cool, I think. And then uh, Valentari submitted, by now, my now present teeth tore through meat, uh, which implying that up till that moment, Hope had been chewing all her food with her gums, which would explain why it took her an hour and a half to eat an omelet. And then Loki submitted, I purchased it while Lornan purchased what he bought. <laughs> Uh, I had a few. Okay, this is a good one. Slayer handed me a document. I didn't clearly see the title, but I assumed it was about the rules. 
I also had, uh, I was tired and hadn't had road sip tea for some time. So. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> um, I had a bunch, but I'll just read this one. Okay. Uh, this is one sentence. Uh, who of right now found their hearth in London prison? <laughs> who who describe- of right now found their hearth in London, comma, prison? And those are the prison people from Iris who were in prison? I assume it was supposed to be part of another sentence. Found their hearth in London prison? That's all you can do is shake your head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Wow. Record-breaking. Apologize to everyone if your phone can't fit an episode of this length downloaded to it, but... uh... It just there's so it much is to what it is we got it yeah i mean we <laughs> soldiered through it yeah all right well we soldiered um, through it just like a demon war of literature that's what we did here <laughs> uh, we're halfway through the book we're uh, where it's going nobody knows uh but hopefully not in a horny direction that's all i can hope are the readings as long <laughs> no we will make it shorter next time okay as god is my witness we will make it shorter next time okay all right thanks everybody thanks, thanks patreon so long